you're listening to the Loose Screws podcast. It's about elite dangerous, apparently. Hey, y'all. It is March 12th, 2020, and this is Hillbilly Banjo Radio, formerly Loose Screws. And we're here to talk about that video game, Eli Dangerous. Yeehaw! I am the head redneck, redneck tight Uncle Bubba Worsham. And uh, I'm from Texas, and uh, with me is my other Texan, my other Texan co-pilot, uh, Commander Kaizen. How's it going tonight there, Bubba? Aha! I'm a picking and a grinning. Oh, Yeah. And we also got our audio. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was panicking. <laughs> Tracks was like, fuck, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. I'm from Boston. I can't do that. Accents are for my free time, not for on air. Wow. I snuck What's that in on purpose there, on Trax? you guys. What's your safe word? <laughs> the safe word is onion ring. The safe word is. Oh, shit. Oh, fire away. All right. So um, let me introduce our audio engineer and head of the Distant Screws uh, expedition, <laughs> JN Tracks. How's it going tonight, Tracks? It, it goes. It goes. We're now, way out in space. Now, now, Ty, I think we need to explain that introduction for some of our uh, listeners who might not have a clue what the hell just happened to them. All I'm going to say is go watch or go listen to Lave Radio. That's uh-huh. all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and shout out to those guys. But uh, if, they're, if, if they're gonna call us Hillbilly, if they're gonna call me Hillbilly Banjo, I'm gonna own it for like mm-hmm. four seconds while I can actually hold it and not laugh. So <laughs> <laughs> when you first started, I thought, Jesus, he he's overdoing it with the accent just a little bit, isn't he? And then I figured out what was going on. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, I, I, wait a second. What Trax is saying is for the few. For the first uh, handful, for the first maybe dozen seconds, he thought, "Okay, this is within our parameters." <laughs> I had like, I had like, like f- maybe the first three seconds were like, "Wow, he's excited tonight," and then after that, it was like, "No, that's definitely more of an accent than he usually does, isn't it?" <laughs> and then over the next maybe fifteen, I figured out what was going on. <laughs> uh, you definitely had to have had it by the time I jumped in. <sighs> well. And, um, and by the way, for the record, Ty did not tell us he was doing that. I was just no. like, fuck it. I'll roll with it. <laughs> I, I was like, I had, I had a mental bet going on. I was like, I'm trying to figure out which one of y'all is going to roll with it and which one of y'all wasn't. And I was really betting Kai was and Trax wasn't. <laughs> I, I was with you by the time I said yeehaw, I was there. But it took me that whole, just so that when we're playing back the tape, everybody knows how slow I am. <laughs> that yeehaw came in early though, so you're good. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, fe- it felt like forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, if the situation was reversed, I would have been like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Is this right? <laughs> Hold on. Stop the tape. Start over. <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, what have we been up to this week? Kyle, what, you, what you been up to this week, man? Well, sir, I've got myself up to oh, about, well, first off, work's been kicking my butt. And then secondly... I've been doing a lot of stuff on the side for our show and for some other projects that I have going on. But in between all of that, I have managed to get a little time together and I'm up to about 68, 69% deadly. Woo! 
So uh, let us know when you're at 69. uh, Oh yeah, I think I'm at 60. I I legit think I'm at 69 right now. I was was at Sheendig up in here. Let me. uh, Yeah, yeah. Let me. (laughs) Actually, hold on. I can pull this up right now and look. I am at. I am at 69% deadly. And just uh, uh, just to prove that uh, it's not bullshit, right now in the screenshot channel, it's going up. Let's see yeah. here. Man, so like, what phone. are you gonna do when you hit it? When you hit triple eight, man, what you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna get my ass in gear because I gotta <laughs> catch up to all y'all. <laughs> Go on an expedition. Yeah, I got an expedition that I'm a little late for, but yeah. I just uh, had to get my had to get my stuff in order here. Let's see. There we go. Oh, a phone <laughs> screenshot. Use, well, I mean, I, I, I don't really, you know me with computers, bro. <laughs> if the game would play on his phone, he'd play on his phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> man, um, uh, I'm, re- I'm going to talk about what I've been doing, then I'm going to ask you tracks, and then we're going to yeah. tie that into, yeah, you got me. Yeah, yeah. Because I know what you've been doing. I'm picking um, up what you're putting down. Right. So, um, number one, I've been really swamped at work. It's been really crazy, um, which is weird for this time of year. Like, typically, we're not this busy this time of year. So, I don't know what the hell's going on. Just like, maybe, you know, I work for a government and maybe there's like some virus going around people are freaking out about, but I don't want to get into all that. But man, it's been just crazy stuff. But um, on a side note, I ordered me some uh, VR lenses for my Rift S. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, man, like when they get here, like we're going to have to talk about them. We'll have to do like prescription a whole thing. lenses. Yeah. 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 Uh, because I do wear glasses and um, man, I, I, it drives me crazy having to wear the glasses and the headset at the same time. And I really was hoping that by now they would come out with some software that would adjust the focus in them, but it does not. Yeah. But that, that's not, that's not possible. Yeah. I was hoping so, though. I can hope. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I didn't realize you wore glasses. I, I've had those for uh, at least a month now. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, they're, they're, they're super. Mm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did, and this is probably the biggest um, thing that I did this week was, so I took, I took the day off yesterday because I had worked really late the night before and um, had to come in early uh, on Monday. So I took the day off yesterday and I went from Sacagawea Spaceport to Shinrata Desra, Jameson Memorial, Shinrata Desra, bought my pacifiers, went over to LHS 317 <laughs> Northrop, hopped in my vet. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm tired of this thing. I'm tired of this phantom. I'm going to take my vet back. So I was like, I plotted the route back to Sacagawea. And it was 446 jumps, including <laughs> u- including using um, jet cones. Uh, yeah, uh, jet cones. Thank you. 446 jumps. Then I was like, God, well, let me just see what it's like from in the vet. I'm sorry, in the Phantom. So I hopped back in the Phantom and it was 168. Yup. And I'm like, well, guess who's going? Who's, guess who's taking the uh, Phantom? <laughs> The Phantom's a beautiful ship to be in. It is. I'm it's just so balanced. I just, I just, I just miss my vet, guys. <laughs> we'll have you back home in no time. Just I think know, of it I this know. way: absence will make the heart grow fonder, and when you come back, you'll be ready for your vet. 
I, pack hounds will make the heart grow hotter. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I signed up for pack hounds because I don't have pack hounds. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll have pack hounds. Well, I'm I'm going to figure out like a waypoint in the middle where I can be back, do the uh, stuff I need to finish pack hounds in uh, four weeks, and then go back out and finish the expedition. So I was figuring me out a day I could do all the all the jumping. And really, it, it so if you if you if all you do is honk and run. And you got a good fuel scoop. Yeah. You can be in system, honk, jump, honk, fuel, jump, and out of system in a minute or less. Um, yeah, I bet you could. In a, cause if a, so you'd have a size six scoop in a Phantom, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it a five? No, it's, it's a six. Has a six? Yeah. yeah. It has one class or one or two class six slots. I won't say it's one, but anyway. I think it's just one. Um, but anyway, so so if you if you kind of look at that, it's 168 minutes versus 446 minutes. So it's like seven hours versus three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I took a couple breaks in there and a couple of times I actually scanned a few systems and stuff. So, but um, tracks, what have you been up to? Is there something going on? <laughs> well, you guys see, there's this thing that I decided to do. Uh, yeah, so we've been out on the expedition and it's been huge and just tons of people. There's like 68 people or something signed up on this thing that I didn't realize anybody was going to want to come with me on. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's really been spectacular. Oh, EDSM logged me out. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Uh, I need to uh I need to log in. I'm so sorry I didn't do this before this moment. Anyway, I've been out on the expedition. Um, the f- we, we did our very, very fun launch, and then I couldn't even play the game again until seven days later the following Tuesday. Um, but, you know, but I've been carrying on, and um, we did get to play a bit, and uh, we've we've done two episodes of the stream so far. Um, they've been really fun. They've been considerably longer than I anticipated. 69 participants right now. Wow. Yeah. Um, still growing. Yeah, still growing. The the streams, it's taking me longer than I anticipated to get to each of these destination points where I planned on ending the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hey, I'm sticking it out. I want to stick to the schedule because I want this archive of videos, right, to be like, this is actually what it's like. Um, I am using some jet cone boosts opportunistically, but I'm not like Neutron Highway or anything. Right. Um, but really, even to keep, I mean, what the last stream was like f- almost five hours. Mm-hmm. And um, that was just like pretty much the only time I stop to scan anything is if I see something valuable in the frequency range of like a earth likes or water worlds or something. Uh, and after that, I just generally honk and go until we get to the waypoints where there's something pretty to see and, and then I'll check it out. Right. And it still takes that long. Um, but there's lots of fun conversations and things like that um, going on in, in discord and hopefully everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. The screenshots channel is just a mess of beautiful, wonderful pictures um it's it's i can't decide if it's more fun for me to do it or to just watch everybody do it and and talk about how much fun they're having and um get to see all the screenshots and stuff it's really something so let me let me i have had more people say 
stuff like they are having more fun on this in this expedition than they've ever had in this game. I've had more yeah. people tell me, uh, you know, they have they have said uh, they have messaged me and said, "I'm so glad that I decided to hop in the dis- this Discord. I'm so glad I decided to do this expedition." And then um, I've had a few people say, "You know, thank you for putting this together." And I corrected them real quick and say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> this was tracks. I didn't do anything. I just showed up." Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that they're messaging you the same thing. So. They, yes, I'm, I'm hearing quite a bit of that too. And and oh yeah, uh, yeah. You didn't do nothing. You stood <laughs> up as the as the loose screws fearless leader that you are and said, "Yes, do this." <laughs> uh, do, do you want to go over the stats real quick? Yeah, sure. So uh, let's let's take it right from the top. Yeah. So there have been fifteen thousand sixty two jumps. So far, for a total distance of one million sixty-six thousand seven hundred and one light years, eighty-four thousand six hundred ninety-five celestial bodies have been scanned, and one thousand nine hundred twenty-eight of those mapped. Uh, let's see. That oh, is hard to on. read. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So one million light years. Yeah. Is five point eight seven eight to the eighteenth power miles. <laughs> well, that's why we don't measure things in miles out here. <laughs> I had to go look it up real quick. I had to, yeah. I had to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've collectively used 72, almost 73,000 tons of fuel. Uh, we've fired over 12,000 probes. Uh, six commanders have died. Yeah. And one commander has self-destructed. Uh, and if I look back at the top, uh, as of right now, there there are three abandonments, which I guess means they marked themselves as no longer participating on EDSM. Yeah. Um, I think there's a little bit of bugginess that goes on with uh, the participants reached and participants visited stats uh, because I think... Uh, they're they're all show, most of them are showing like too many and and uh, it, I think it's weirdness because of the way I constructed the expedition. I, this is probably not typical, but I didn't know how to do this. I just made it up as I went along. But because I did the route as a there and back, and we hit some waypoints more than once over the course of the trip, like Colonia, for example, uh, it's showing me as having completed waypoints thirty seven and thirty eight. Because they are also waypoints seven and eight <laughs> as the same system. So, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of kind of bugginess as far as the percentage of commanders that have completed. But um, it also looks like there are a bunch of people who did not start at LHS 317. So they might yeah. not be getting the very first waypoint. But hopefully if they land there at the end, it will count it just like it counted me as having 37 and 38 done already, even though I'm not there. Yeah. So hopefully that'll all filter out as we go. So I did find out who our, who our first death was. And mm-hmm. Meg 81 messaged me. And I do want to read this real quick. Um... Hey, Terrible, I just listened to the latest episode and you asked for the first dead pilot on the Distance Cruise Expedition. Well, I was not the first. I'm sorry, I didn't read the whole, I skipped over part of it. I was not the first one, but the second one. I was at Gandavari System, Waypoint 11. There was a mega ship called James Class Bolt Cargo Ship uh, LNP-723. I was receiving their emergency call and the second, and the next second I was under heavy fire. Pirates 
had not gone yet, had, had not yet gone. I got in panic, did not notice the mass lock of the mega ship, so my FSD did not work, and I was just flying around the mega ship. And so I got killed by NPC Patrick's Jabapar and a Viper Mark IV rank competent. If I could put a bounty on him, I would. Uh, Luckily, this system has a station, so I did not lose the location, but all my mapping data from the starting point until there. I stopped my journey that night and was really pissed off, not sure if I would continue this trip. But on the next day, I jumped in my Anaconda and continued. Right now, I'm at Waypoint 20, so maybe I'll reach SAG-A today, so long, Mega, Mega 81. Man, don't quit if you if you die. Like, um, I've died a lot. I've gotten pissed off a lot and wanted to quit. I died when I, I discovered my very first black hole, got stuck in a freaking neutron star and died trying to oh. jump back to uh, Explorer's Anchor so I could get credit for it and lost the freaking black hole. So then I had to go find it again. Uh, <laughs> did you? I was, yeah, I did. I did. But <laughs> I, had, I had to do some scouting around. Like I knew about where it was, but I had to go find it. I, I knew what sector right. it was in. So I was combing us. There's a sector out there where like every freaking star has got a discovery of me on it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, way to stick it out and glad to hear uh, it's the, glad to hear it's not abandoned. Although, you know, if you're not having fun, then, you know, turn back. Right. You know, but, I, I, but a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people have told me like, I've done exploration before and it's never been this fun. I, I think it's because we're in a group and mm-hmm. and it's all the chatter. It's the chatter and all, and the screenshots and the, the, it makes the whole game better in this, especially. Completely agree. Completely agree. So there's there are some times and there are some um, subjects for which I am a numbers guy. Give me all the numbers. Give me all the stats. Give me all the whatever. <clears throat> With stuff like what our rank is as a squadron, I don't give a shit about the numbers. With stuff like what we're doing in in distant screws expedition, you know, no offense, but I don't give a shit about the numbers. All those stats that you just read out, it's like, oh, that's yeah. nice, whatever. Here's what I focus on with with this in particular with this distance screws <clears throat> our our discord is just blowing up constantly with people sharing cool shit giving each other like razzing each other over silly things taking one up each other with neat pictures or posting silly pictures or giving each other words of encouragement, talking about, oh, I met up with this guy and we did a race here. Oh, here's a picture of the three of us on a planet somewhere doing a thing. Here's this, here's that. Uh, and and, and <clears throat> all of that has been amazing. There are multiple people who have been streaming as they go with this in addition to your streams. Uh, and, 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 you know, I'm talking about in your stream, I think at one point we had like, I don't know, like 14, 15 people in comms. Everybody's chipping in and laughing and you're playing these like, you know, <laughs> sound effects of like, you know, dead screws, or whatever. Like <laughs> all of this stuff, man, yeah. it's super, super cool. And I've heard from so many people, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you guys for putting this together. And uh, Ty and I both keep deflecting and just saying like, hey, this is tracks. <laughs> this is all tracks. Um, because, you know, we're smart. And if this turns out like, you know, Game of Thrones, where everybody loves it for the first uh, six sevenths of it or seven eighths of it, and then at the last eighth of it, everyone says it's dog shit, we're willing to make you the scapegoat. We're ready. Yeah, we'll cut Uh, that head right off. (laughs) But uh, and one one last thing that I want to call out specifically, 
man, Dubs has been like a social butterfly on this thing. He's been doing so much stuff prepping before and then during the trip, helping people out with all kinds of stuff. And I just want to, I'm pulling this out from our feedback channel. Um, uh, We had a a commander who wrote in to say, if you guys get a chance to give Mr. Dubs a big old call out for being a bang up good chap, please do so. He is setting up he is setting up to people with some real handy plugins and super proud to be a part of this community. So helpful with people like dubs, like, yeah, it, it like legitimately, I mean, Ty, I've heard Ty helping people out of asking, you know, answering questions like, Oh, this is that, this is that I've heard you doing it as well. Tracks me, not so much as far as the exploration <laughs> side of it for all of these programs, because I'm listening in with people going like, oh, okay, I'll get this program too. Uh, I'm I'm just kind of like following along with stuff. But um, but like uh, yeah. Dubs yeah. has been like huge with that. And I know Data has also been uh, helping people out. I, I know Ch- Chig has as well. I know DJ Wiley has. I've, I've heard people back and forth and then it'll be like dj Wiley, like dubs will tell something to dj wiley and dj wiley will tell it to anna barrick and anna barrick will tell it to lark shadow and it's like it's 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 this is pwp player with player at its best so that for me is what makes this whole thing amazing yeah and they deserve tons of praise especially for i mean all those things it, it, it would not be coming together the way it is like I, I kind of mentioned that first week I did a stream and then just a bunch of real life stuff happened and I didn't get back on game until it was like T minus one minute to fire up the next stream seven days later. And in those intervening days, um, all those people are there uh, helping, answering questions when I can't be on Discord. And um, yeah, like it. No, no beats were missed and no apples were dropped. I don't really know why we were carrying apples to begin with, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, you know, it, it, I started this Discord in, um, God, what was it, like December, like just like four months ago. Um, but yeah, um, I started this just four months ago. And when I joined, when I set this up, it was uh, me, Dravenos, and then the, when we turned it on and made it public, the very first person to join was Kai. Like, I swear to God, I think he was, I, I think he was psychic. Like, he joined, like, <laughs> within seconds of me announcing it or, t- or tweeting it out. Just seconds later, he, he, I think it was, I think we tweeted it out first. I can't remember what we did now. Yo, bro, within I got seconds. that ESPN. Yeah, I mean, you were in there <laughs> quick, dude. It was amazing. Ocho. Um, yeah, but it, it, it amazes me how this group, um, has kind of come together, and there's a whole community here that I didn't even know existed. I kind of thought all the communities in Elite Danger were formed, and to kind of know that they're here now is is really, honestly, a little humbling. That it all kind of started from from I don't want to say me, but it all kind of started from us. You know, it started from me, Dravenos, Kai, Tracks, all of us being together and talking about it, bringing it together, and and um, you know, I, I, I just want to say, you know, tracks, I know you devote a, a lot of your uh, time and business to in, uh, audio engineering this show to make it sound better. 
And I can tell you, it sounds a shit ton better than, than the old crap I was doing because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and Kai, um, man, I, I don't know of another way to say besides thank you. And uh, like, there's a bunch of things I say, thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing this. And man, me and you every now and then, because we're both kind of kind of alpha guys, we butt heads every now and then, but we're going to, that's, that's fine. That's business. That doesn't bother me. But I know for a fact that I'm in business with the right two people. And I know for a fact that this is going to go places. And I cannot thank you, Kai, enough. And I cannot thank you, Trax, enough. Kai? Yeah? You had me at hello. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm you had done. me at hillbilly. We're we're done. I'm done with y'all. Fuck y'all. All right, <laughs> back to normal. Here we go. Um, so uh, tie spies. So this is going to be tie spies slash story time with old man Ty. So we kind of had to change this up a little bit, and we we literally put this together while we were on air last week. When when I realized when both me and Kai realized that hey we're 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 like thousands of light years away from the bubble to where we can tell people to go do things. So we can't really expect people to fly back and, you know, go find them and then fly back. That's just not real. Although I just want to say I did that. So, you know, uh, all, <laughs> all for, all, all for, uh, uh, pacifiers, but you know, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, so, so we're, we're kind of changing it to where we're doing tie spies. And when we all get back from this, we'll go back to the normal, the normal way of doing, um, uh, story time with old man Todd. But last week I asked for, because uh, I still, or up until last week, I had never seen a uh, ringed Earth-like world. So going down the list last week, the people who uh, found me Earth-like worlds were Mooing, Smoky Samsung, Samson, God, I cannot talk, Patches McFluffy, Chig, Levi, NL Hate, PB Junkie, DJ Wiley, and Crazy Ivans. Now, Data, I'm going to give half credit to. Because Lieutenant Commander Data found a ringed water world, which it's, you know, or maybe I should give him like three quarters credit instead of half credit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> close. Yeah, you know, kind of close, but, you know, not 100%. So, um, well, well, here's why Data gets full credit. Because yeah. of the NASA report that I read that actually indicates that Earth was a water world that was terraformed to become an Earth-like world through volcanic activity. So yeah. the world that he took a picture of, if you just wait a couple hundred million years, my friend. <laughs> well, I'll be waiting around for that. So, <laughs> so we're going to give him full credit pending that 300 million year waiting. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Um, so the person who won this week um, it's either going to be Mooing or Smokey Samson because both of you guys sent me messages within seconds of each other. And because I don't have the second timestamp, I just have minute timestamps. I'm not real sure which one actually won. So I'm going to give you guys both credit. And there's really nothing to win anyway. So congrats to Smokey and <laughs> Mooing. So dual winners. Yeah. Way to, yeah. Way to go, chaps. Now I I do want to I do want to call out Crazy Ivans um, because his screenshot of the anaconda, the way he got kind of close to the rings and kind of hovered over them and whatnot, was really cool. However, I got to take points off for using an ugly anaconda. You should have used a vet, sir. 
<laughs> right? You should be in a vet like Ty is right now. 446 jumps. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's exactly what he would say with regard to his jump aconda. But he's not in a phantom, so I'll give him a pass. All right. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, no. Uh, that that screenshot you took, Crazy Ivis, was really cool, man. I really, I really dug that. Um, I, that's all I can say about it. Um, this week, I want to see the largest systems that you found, uh, the ones with the most objects in them. Now, when you submit your screenshot of the system, do me a favor and put put a message in there as to the number of objects that are in the system, because. I do not want to look at a system map and have to count and try to figure out who won. Because if that happens, nobody wins. Not even Ty. So, <laughs> <laughs> Especially not Ty. And let's be honest, counting is hard for me anyway. I can only go to 20. And if the system has more than 20, I'm out of fingers and toes, y'all. So I'm just going to send him a picture. I'm just going to send him a picture of the soul system and put 957 bodies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Kind of for the the Lori the lore the Lori the lore story time, and I probably should have done this sooner. Back when we were having all the Galnet discussions, um, I wanted to kind of talk about a, just a little bit of the history of the of Galnet. So, what is Galnet? Galnet is a galactic data network and information aggregator owned by the Pilots Federation. It has a monopoly on market information, galactic news, and communication systems for ships and stations. It provides the latest information on on important galactic news and ranks powers with the galactic power standing. Systems are fitted as standard on nearly all independent ships and even some militaries. So the, the Pilots Federation derives the bulk of its wealth from the Galnet data network. So when you actually sell uh, exploration data, you're actually paying the Pilots Federation is what it, I mean, not initially, but you're paying, ultimately, that's who you're paying. Um, originally, it was, a, it was a, a system of ship, bounty, and star chart data, but it evolved into an, into an interstellar aggregator of market information and galactic news. By 3300, the year the game was released, the Pilots Federation was not only the dominant provider of this information, it's also the main manufacturer of the hardware and software serving this data. Today, Pilots Federation systems are fitted as, are fitted as standard on virtually all independent starships and some militaries. Thus, the Pilots Federation's Galnet system has a monopoly on all shipboard and station-embedded systems. The trusted nature and politically neutral stance of the Pilots Federation means there's little resistance to it. Over the centuries, this allowed the Pilots Federation to grow into one of the dominant financial superpowers of the galaxy. So let's think about this for just a minute. What this is, is the internet. This is, this is, this is all of the 3300 internet that you can get, and it's basically provided by Google. Because one big company decided to, decided to make it as the big thing, the Pilots Federation is a company effectively, and um, they are basically in control of it. It'd be like it'd be like if the Google, the Google, God, I'm old. It'd be like if Google bought <laughs> all of the internet and said, "This is all the internet you're going to get." So 
it's it's almost like a communist regime. If you look at like, um, you know, like China nowadays or even North Korea where they directly control all the internet and stuff. It's yeah. kind of interesting how they have like just a complete monopoly there. Um, they're even inside of military things. That's So that's kind of interesting. Kind of look at it like ultimately a corporation has control over all of the military and the independent things that are out there. So ultimately, that to me means the Pilots Federation is in control, which clearly means that we're all just puppets. We're all just puppets. We've been just going along with it the whole time. I went way off on a damn uh, tinfoil hat there, guys. Sorry. Yeah, man. I I was like, wow. I want to talk to his weed guy. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I want to talk to my weed guy, too. I don't have a weed guy. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. um, All right. So last week it was ringed Earth-like worlds, and this week it's the largest number of bodies in a system. So get a picture of the system map and make sure that along with when you post it in your description, you just put, you know, hashtag story time. And then just put like 132 bodies. Uh, I feel sorry for the person who has to scan the system with 132 (laughs) bodies. Oh, sorry. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did you see the picture? I posted one. It were 29 or something the other day. It was was crazy stuff. Hmm. But that was not mine. It was just one that I found on Reddit. I'm not trying to make that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is going to spin us down into the um, almost said elite worlds um, elite week. So why why don't we hop back up just a little bit and get the new to Discord and then the shout outs? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, let's see here. For new to Discord, uh, we have right now two hundred and sixty four members in Discord. Uh, so shout outs to the new guys. We got Trowels. We got Gambit, who is the new uh, FDev community manager, Bruce Garrido. We've got Dartlick. We've got Reno, Van Dam Solace. We've got Severoon Runner. We got Big Exonus. We got Galaga Champ, CyberDroid 45LC, FrostEye. We got Boo the Space Hamster. Calling out to Minsk, Baldur's Gate in the house. We've got Xenoclast. We've got Dionys Symbiont. We've got Ye Old Traveler, Teflon 12, Mulderlock, Abu Zafar, Chris Clar 11, Thrustfuckter. Now, let me just spell that for you. It's T H R U S T F U K T E R. That's his name. I can't do anything with it. We've got Grover Kiwi. Uh, big shout out to Grover. Grover just joined us today. He is a commander from New Zealand who is super excited getting back into the game. And he is uh, getting geared up to join in on the Distant Screws expedition. So look for him on the EDSM listing soon, TM. So the I just hit my mic like an idiot. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the first shout out I want to give is to Dubs because Dubs has, just like you said before, has been going around 
Um, he is basically our engineer when it comes to, uh, no, I think we're going to call him, he's, he's our ship engineer. That's what we're going to call him. He's our Jordy LaForge. I like that. Right he's he's right our on. Jordy cool. LaForge. Right on. I, when I think about dubs, I often think about uh, a young black man who is blind uh, because that describes him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it, 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 I love Jordy LaForge. I'm a huge I, I even love uh, LeVar Burton from Reading Rainbow, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dubs is de- Dubs is definitely our uh, our uh, uh, call it our, our like witch doctor, our tinker, our engineer on ships. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's about all I got for right now. So, right on. And obviously, much love goes out to uh, Lieutenant Zephyr. Earlier today, did his big shave situation for his uh, damn it for his uh, uh, charity thing, and we we want to see pictures, right? I think Ty demands pictures. He wants proof. Yeah, you know. Okay, so like we talked about this before the show, and I made I was like, oh, I'll remember that. I want. I don't need to write it down. And here I am, and I forgot to mention it. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> Yes, definitely, definitely need to see it. Definitely need to see pics. Just post them in Discord, message them to me, or throw them up on a website or something. I, and we need to see the eyebrows gone too. Kai said we need to see the eyebrows gone. <laughs> He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that guy is amazing and all the love to him, man. That was, a, that was a great thing. I think that's going to take us into Elite Week, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So let's start off with Kai's questions. Last week, Kai's question was, what one unique thing do you want to see, you know, that you want to give love to, that you want to shout out uh, that is in the Elite Dangerous universe? And uh, let's see. So I was on and I said, Watherspoon for Galnet News Digest. Uh, You know, he's just he's just the best of us. Ty called out Lave Radio. Uh, and as cheater mode, and only Ty gets to do this because he's creator of the Screws podcast, he called out his bonus answer, which is Hello, It's Colo, which is his uh, not guilty pleasure. It's his prideful pleasure because Hello, Colo is awesome. Uh, <clears throat> Trax was not here last week, so he's going to get to go, but he's going to have to go at the end because I can't take it away from these people that have already called out one. But Trax will definitely be able to call one out <clears throat> at the end here. All right. So let's start off at the top and go down. And I definitely should have had my notes better together for this part. I'm just going to wing it. We'll do it live. All right. So we've got Commander Evil Genius who wrote in. For Kai's question this week, I'm recommending the Twitch streamer Malik VR. One of the most uh, knowledgeable streamers I've seen from the game and its lore. Also one that's got the to, got to tour the Frontier offices. He streams in VR, goes off on whiteboard explanations for things, and generally is enjoyable to watch. By far the most recommended Twitch streamer for Elite. Check him out. Twitch.tv forward slash Malik underscore VR. Love Malik VR. Love the whole googly eyes on the front of his Oculus. Um, and I know why Commander Evil Genius is linking him because... He is the big proponent on the, you know, we are the aggressors. We are the ones that are causing the problem with the Thargoids. 
And many, many people agree with that theory. I know Ty does. I do as well. Malik VR, great stuff. Big Daddy GXX55 wrote in to say, the very first time of my hearing about this game called Elite Dangerous was from a YouTube black hole I was in late one. Scrolling down and came across a video from Obsidian Ant. Great stuff from him. YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash Obsidian Ant. Obsidian Ant, one of the absolute best. Go check him out. Much love to Obsidian Ant. Uh, Commander Burr wrote in, one of my favorite streamers, wrote in to say, for me, the first thing I thought of is this video by Vindicator Jones. In combat sims in general, I've always been a close air support guy, defaulting to A-10s, Harriers, gunships of various flavors, and this video was a massive light bulb moment for me and made me suddenly realize that Elite Dangerous, uh, what Elite Dangerous could be. Also, Vindicator Jones is a great video maker, parentheses, he's apparently working on some new Elite stuff, uh, parentheses for me, you've got more to hear on that soon, and I just really like his style. But this video, this video has been constantly on my watch later list on YouTube since it was first released in 2016, and I still go back to it even now. Watch it over and over. That's Vindicator Jones, Elite Dangerous Ground Assault and Settlement Infiltration. Amazing stuff. Vindicator Jones is so great, and we are happy that he is coming back. Mooing wrote in to say, one of my most used tools other than EDSM or EDD is ED Astro by Commander Vidius. You might know his exploration time lapses, but this website is full of useful maps, charts, and spreadsheets, which is what I use when I find some awesome stuff. You can find it at edastro.com. Check that out. Crazy Ivans wrote in to say, sometimes I like a little music to go with getting the mood to fly spaceships. I know there's some great songs out there. It may have come to mind for all of us. The Final Countdown, Space Oddity, and Major Tom, to name a few. I'm not sure, however, if many people have heard of Public Broadcasting Service. They have some great NASA space travel-themed music. Give it a try. So go to YouTube and check out Public Service Broadcasting Go. Uh, PBS HQ Vivo. So check that. All right. So Dr. Nagy wrote in to say, one unique recommend. Uh, oh, never mind. He, this was this is going back on the on the conversation bit of it. Um, let's see. My recommend would be the Brocast. That's from Doctor Nagy, created by Commander Josh uh, Hawkins and joined by Turjan Starstone, uh, or Greatest, and Shabuka. Uh, the podcast has been going on for a very long time, reporting on all kinds of events that happen in Elite, with special guests like Obsidian Ant joining on occasions. Currently, the podcast is on hold, with Josh's family life picking up, and Commander Escorbius sometimes fills the gap in with his Muppetry streams. It's always fun listening to these guys, and even doing stuff with them as they are rather inclusive. Not only have they been playing Elite during 
uh, the podcast, but sometimes also other space games, including, but not limited to, Star Citizen, Kerbal Space Program, Hellion, Astroneer, No Man's Sky, an absolutely hilarious session of Human Fall Flat. Definitely binge watch material. Also, the broadcast the broadcast crew has a cameo in Premonition, so that is awesome. Look look into that. <clears throat> Let's see here. Uh, Commander Edelweiss of Radio writes and say, "Am I allowed to kick the Sagai podcast into the running? It's got a great variety of stories and is brilliantly recorded and edited." That is amazing, and it is absolutely uh, correct. Don't you don't you work for them a little bit? I do work for them a little bit, and as does he works for them a little bit. But everyone, <laughs> including Stephen Benedetti, in tonight's uh, live stream, knows that Sagai is just the absolute best. So yeah, still counts. Well, then, then, then I want to I want to uh, use my uh, uh, show host uh, card, yeah, my cheater mode, mm-hmm. and say uh, loose screws. So <clears throat> okay, if you're gonna use your shameless uh, self promotion. If you're going to use your cheater mode to say loose screws, you, you also have to use your tre- cheater mode to say Dockers, uh, uh, Beyond Dockers, because uh, that shit is hilarious. And I can't do it because I don't have the cheater mode card, but you have the cheater mode card, so you could do it. So why don't you tell everybody that Beyond Dockers is awesome and they should go listen to it. Loose screws is awesome. Y'all should go listen to it. <laughs> and Beyond Dockers. You heard Ty say so right here. No, no, no. In all, in all, in all seriousness, uh, I really like Beyond Dockers. And I, I am I am well behind on that because I was late to the party on that, but I really like it. So, Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Well, you got to go see May Swallows. Stiffy. I don't know what that means. You're going to have to check it out. Let's see here. From Commander Reenies, she wrote in, for me, it's got to be SPVFA, but specifically their Facebook page. When Facebook is kind of so irrelevant nowadays and full of salt and bad news, that feed keeps me inspired on what we can see in our shared universe. Some of the guys on there are just jaw-droppingly good. Big old heart from Commander Rainey. She is right. Anna Barrick wrote in to say, I would recommend... Uh, Coriolis.io for the sheer amount of effort gone into making an offline tool far superior than the in-game fitting windows. So Coriolis, for anybody who doesn't know yet, it's literally you can go in there and you can pick any ship type and you can pick all of the different possible variations of modules or weaponry or what have you change everything out and see how it would work if it would work if you're how you're doing on power consumption if you can boost what your speed would be what your range would be what your you know max max min jump uh distances would be it just tells you absolutely everything it is great stuff uh nl hate wrote in to say that he was calling out uh the level 11 discord that is uh, Commander Exegius's player group Discord. It is phenomenal, and you should go check it out. Tinyurl.com forward slash level 11 Discord. I'm going to do that again so I don't do it wrong. Tinyurl.com forward slash level the number 11 Discord with no spaces in that. Go check it out. <clears throat> level 11 for when you ever for whenever you need to learn something fast and in a hurry. Fast and in a hurry. So that's extra. Uh, We got, go ahead. 
<laughs> wow, dude, just doubling up. Oh. Fast <clears throat> in yeah. a hurry. Han Swanson. I love that. Han Swanson, Han Swanson. I'm going to do this banjo style. For me, I must recommend the book Elite Reclamation by Drew Wagar. And for bonus points, I recommend the audiobook even more because of the narrator's performance, the music, and the use of in-game sound effects that really bring the story to life. Han Swanson, you are 1,000% correct, sir. Drew Wagar is a phenomenal writer, and the guy who did that on Audible uh, did a great job as well. I have both read that book and listened to it, and it's actually great both ways. <clears throat> Commander Alacron wrote in to say, twitch.tv forward slash soldier sailor, question mark, sorry, look, soldier sailor on Twitch. Uh, there's a Twitch streamer named soldier sailor I'd like to, to share. Streams usually on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday and Tuesday. Extremely knowledgeable, extremely great uh, to new players. Before I found this community, this guy was my main source for questions and opinions on various things. He's always more than willing to help new players with stuff uh, to where he'll stop what he's doing and wing up. Really awesome guy. So guys, go give some love to uh, uh, Soldier Sailor on Twitch. Whenever you find somebody that's like that, that's helping out people, you know, just willing to drop stuff and help people out, that's, that's special. That's, that's something special. <clears throat> All right. Command, Commander Richard Envy. I love that name. He, he chose to shout out, I recommend Ghost Giraffe for their funny, sometimes informative videos. Ghost Giraffe is amazing on YouTube. Go check it out. Ghost Giraffe. His stuff is hilarious and at the same time is like amazing. The guy is legitimately good and the things that they figure out and do they they do neat stuff and they'll show you very very cool videos where it's like hey there here's a here's one of like a a, 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 a space station or whatever coriolis that actually travels through uh, an asteroid field every every two weeks or whatever or here's one where this happens or that happens it's, it's just really really amazing so ghost giraffe is a for sure must watch <clears throat> Commander Dionysus Symbiont wrote in to say, uh, oh, actually, that one's a double up. We got that one. All right. Let's see. Uh, Terra Priest wrote in to say, I recommend a space ambient album. Goes perfectly with exploration. It's called Solar Walk 3. So if you go and check out Astropilot on Bandcamp, so you can go to astropilot.bandcamp.com forward slash album forward slash Solar hyphen walk hyphen three hyphen event hyphen horizon, a lot of hyphens. Go to Bandcamp, check out uh, Astropilot and his Solar Walk three event horizon. It is good. <clears throat> Let's see here. Commander McPherson wrote in to say, My recommendation goes to the subreddit r forward slash elite miners. It has some of the first elite uh, assistance that I found. And the info there helped me to make uh, elite in trade quickly. Really wanted to access James Memorial. That is awesome. As are they. Smokey Sampson wrote in to say, "Surprised no one has mentioned it, but I've had to. Uh, I'd have to recommend Inara. It's a great resource for keeping track of all the stuff in Elite. 
But the main thing I use it for is engineering. It lists all of the engineers, who has what available, and what it takes to unlock them. If you use API along with whatever plugin you use, EDMC for me personally, uh, it can keep track of your engineering materials. You can set up a crafting list of all, all the engineering roles you want to do, give you the totals of what materials you're short of. <clears throat> you can also do the same for any modules or weapons that you want to get from TechBro. So that's inara.cz. Just anara.cz. That is an absolutely, I think that is the single biggest tool for the game. Dangerous. Let's oh, see. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. Commander uh, Alec Turner wrote in to say, right. Been holding back to see what gets taken, but seeing as nobody else has mentioned it, I'm going to go with my all-time biggest Elite Dangerous inspiration the legend that is Commander Isinona and his Flight Assist off YouTube series. Yeah, yeah. So go check out YouTube.com uh, and look for the user Isinona. That's spelled I-S-I-N-O-N-A. I-S-I-N-O-N-A on Isinona made his name with the very in the very early days of Elite Dangerous uh, as a highly accomplished flight assist off pilot. Probably not the best by today's standards, but still pretty damn good. His videos, each around half an hour long, cover various goals he sets for himself in-game and the challenges he encounters along the way, using minimal subtitles uh, and in-cockpit video to tell the story. He's not afraid to fail, has little interest in earning credits fast or using the biggest and best ships, but but is, to my mind, the master player of Elite Dangerous. If you want to know how this game is supposed to be played, controversial maybe, but there it is, or if you're just bored of the game and just need some inspiration, forget all the guides and how to do X as quickly as possible, go watch a Sonona video and learn something real. So this is, you know, this is like <clears throat> the kind of thing you have where people will talk about, well, you know, now we got Michael Jordan and we got you know, this one and that one and the other. But like, for me, Wilt the Stilt back in the day was the guy. Or, you know, for me, you can't beat, you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or whatever. It's the same way with this and Ona. When you've got a guy like Alec Turner, who that's the guy for me that I look at as my, like, blow my mind. Oh, my God. I can't believe what that guy just did. When he calls back to who his heroes were back in the day, that's something to pay close attention to. So I'm about to do a deep dive through Issa Nona's videos. What do you guys think about that? I love that guy. He that that's that whole video. It's very storytelling. Um, really, really neat stuff. Super recommend. I I really couldn't. Um, I really couldn't recommend it enough. It it. I feel like that it's kind of. Uh, the story that's kind of missing from Elite, for lack of a better way to put it. But, um, man, it just feels good. It, they did a great job with it. So, Right on. All right, Gav Cook writes in to say, my recommendation is ALP, just the best and most beautiful ED fan videos in my opinion. So this is a YouTube channel, ALP. Now, just to give you a heads up, these this guy is streaming, you know, YouTube videos in German. He's all... You know, it's in German uh, uh, for the most part, but like, 
you can click. I've clicked on the videos and it's like, okay, you can just watch what he's doing. And it's like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. I don't maybe necessarily know all of what's going on here, but I mean, I can get the context from watching what he's doing and it's, it's awesome. <clears throat> all right. So that brings us to the end of, let me pull this up. That brings us to the end of uh, Kai's question from last week. And you know Did what? Did you want me to say one then? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead and, and, and call out what your thing is. And it can't be one that was used. So it has to be right. new. Because somebody, some, somebody definitely already took mine. I was definitely going to say Isanona. Um, but Alec Turner took mine. So that means I'm going to have to recommend Alec Turner. Yeah. Um, the guy is nuts and his videos are amazing and he flies the SRV like crazy. And, um, Hey, he's going to, we're going to do a Saturday stream for the expedition and he's going to come along with us. So, uh, yeah, we'll ask him all about it. Right on. So, uh, tracks rather is pulling out Alec Turner and all things Alec Turner. So we're talking about his YouTube channel. We're talking about his exploits with the Buckyballers, which you can find on the uh, Buckyballers channel and Discord. Um, yeah, man, I I, I cannot uh, I cannot plus one that enough. So this week's Kai's question. And literally, it just occurs to me that I didn't write one for this week. So here's what we're going to do off the dome. Uh, you're going to find out a little bit later about some news coming up with Stephen Benedetti. But uh, so in honor of that, what we're going to say is <clears throat> what stream, what, you know, how they do like, oh, we're doing this or we're doing that or we're doing whatever. What stream would you like to see? Uh, the frontier managers do. And this is not, you can't say like, oh, I want the stream where they show us Raxlor. I want the stream where they answer all of our questions about Flickr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard it. Uh, just move along. What I'm going to say is like, along the lines of like, man, I want to hear the community managers do another lore tour type thing. Or I want to see the community managers do more Thargoid combat. Or I want to see them do, uh, you know, interning with this or, or, you know, visit with that group or, or, or whatever. So <clears throat> mine is going to be, I would like to see our community managers. I know Paige, when she was uh, one of the community managers for uh, Frontier Development before she moved on to being a full-time streamer, Paige was a big proponent of the idea of uh, like a like a journalist role in Elite Dangerous. <clears throat> so I would like to see, in honor of that, in honor of the uh, lovely page, I would like to see our community managers do a internship with the SPVFA. I would like to see an hour long or two hour long or whatever stream mm. of them going out with, you could have them go with Das Exorcist. You can have them go with Orange Phoenix. You can have them go with, you know, whoever from a couple guys or whatever from SPVFA and do an hour long stream of them just kind of flying around in a very picturesque place and having those guys, you know, maybe go to the, like the Dry Owl Awesomes where you've got like, you know, between the black hole and all of the different, like you've got in one system, you've got like 19 different amazing features to look at. I would love to see. Our community managers, whether it's Steven or Will or 
or Bruce, I would love to see them like flying around with SPVFA and have SPVFA sort of give them an internship or a master class in some of the neat techniques for taking awesome pictures and videos that they do. So that's that's why I'm calling out. Tracks? Uh do you want to punt to Ty? Well, I'm gonna say I got one if you want Okay, if you go on sure, yeah. Sorry. So so if I had to ask um if 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 I was going to be able to control and say this is what the community managers are gonna do, what I want them to do is now I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. I want them to do a I want them to do CQC, but I don't want them to be in CQC. I want them to do a, a true CQC tournament, like an actual esports style CQC tournament. Um, I want it to go all the way down. I want them to like invite the top 30 and do the whole enchilada, hype it up, uh, put it out, put it like a uh, 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 like a Kickstarter or, or a GoFundMe or something where people can donate some money. You get some uh, a special uh, skin and maybe a, a special couple of decals or something for all your ships. And um, it's a it's a full blown CQC arena uh, esports style tournament. Um, maybe they invite the top you know eight players or something to a. Uh, of course, maybe traveling right now is not the best idea, but you know they invite the top eight players to a, a, to eat to England to have a, a, a zero ping tournament or something, you know. And well, so mm-hmm. I mean, so just just to clarify, maybe I didn't, maybe the question, maybe I didn't say it right or whatever, but I just want to clarify. The idea is how they do streams, how the, they do their like right. Thursday stream with the group or this, that, and the other. Um, so you're saying what you would like to see is the community managers as a team do CQC against other people? Well, I mean, they could do that, but I'm thinking the, 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 the community... To host the tournament. To host the tournament, and they do it on Thursdays, is what I was thinking. And then they, it all oh, ends up in I being think, a I was going to say, no, okay, I didn't get exact... I missed a bit there because <laughs> I, I was trying to, like, also, I'm, I'm like, writing up the notes and stuff. I was, I was a little cryptic, too, man. It's not no, just no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I get it, what you're saying, because I was going to say, like, that's going to be a slaughter. These guys are community <laughs> managers. They're not professional players. But what you're saying is you want them to host and do, like, color commentary and whatnot while two groups of very good CQC players go, you know, at it hardcore, balls deep, you know, hell for leather. And you want them to be like doing the call outs and the, oh my God, and interviews after and whatnot, all the stuff around that, right? Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was going to say like, uh, I mean, I'm not, there is zero offense meant to any of our community managers in this statement, but I'm just going to say like, our community managers are not the most skilled PVP players. That's not what their skill set is. They're not hired for their dogfighting abilities they're hired for their communication skills and their you know abilities to to handle like public relations issues and what okay okay i now that i get mm-hmm. what you're saying that well i mean there's no reason that they couldn't do that i mean you don't even have to have people travel you could literally just <clears throat> get two really good pvp teams together and have them go at it hardcore 
in a you know private uh, team speak or Discord or whatever, where the CQ, where the you know so the, the the stream we're watching like a split screen type team A and team B or whatever, and and this the uh, the the community management team do color commentary and interviews and whatever that could be really really cool that could be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really fun to, I mean, that would be a regular thing, right? Hosting these like brackets and stuff. It's a great idea. I think it'd be, and they could do seasons and then like, like, like do a, a spring, summer, uh, fall season. And then for the winter, have the, have the, you know, like the winners of each season come back and have one big, you know, brawl at the end of it and then crown a champion each year. And oh man, I'd be all over that. <laughs> I, and you know what they could also do? Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. You could have like, Steven or Bruce or, or, or Will or all three, uh, you know, sitting in on this. But what I think it would also be kind of cool to do would be to pair up people. So, like, let's say you had Team A versus Team B, right? And, uh, and then you have, say, Steven along with Jayzod doing color commentary so that you have Steven... Mm-hmm who is more sort of the color commentary and talking about like, okay, this is cool, this, that, and the other, and asking sort of questions from an everyman standpoint. And then you have like a hardcore serious PvP year that's also there paired with him that can sort of point out things and, and start discussions that then Steven could feed off of in a, in a cool and useful way. I think that's, you know what, Ty, I, I like legitimately that, is brilliant the whole idea and it could be a thing that they build into a thing and it could be a thing that they 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 you know really like it generates a lot of stuff i think that's awesome so i watch a i watch a i watch a fair amount of formula one oh actually that's that's actually uh that's actually the uh motor racing that i I prefer I, i watch a lot of of esports, I watch football. Um, I watch baseball, although I won't be right now. Um, it, it's it's there's. I spend sixty dollars every year to watch all of the BlizzCon tournaments because I love watching the StarCraft stuff. I love watching that stuff. There's something amazing about watching Heroes of the Storm and watching uh, StarCraft. And uh, I'm not really into um, the uh, first-person stuff, but I've really gotten to Overwatch recently, watching the tournaments. Now, I'm not really big on playing the games, but I'm really, I really enjoy watching them. They're fun to watch. And it stirs a lot of interest in your game when you have a tournament around it like that. And, yeah, we might be able to... Yeah, it might be Musketeer every single year that wins... But eventually, someone's going to beat him. And this happens because someone beats someone every... I mean, there was a... Um, the StarCraft uh, champion was the same guy. I can't think of his name right now. was the same Korean guy for about four years straight. And eventually, somebody beat him. Because it'll happen. And it's... I, I, I really, like... I, I, I would love to, to just run kind of like an independent tournament. And actually do the whole Kickstarter and get people to donate. I think that'd be cool. Um, but I would really, it, it would really be better if FDev did it and did it like on their uh, streams every week or something. And they could actually separate it out towards a different stream or something. Maybe do them on Saturdays or something. I don't know, but it, it would, it would, it would 
it would bring a lot of of interest and <clears throat> people playing in it uh, are people more interested in their uh, games if they did that and yeah man I don't know it it, it 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 feels like they have the tools there yeah they need a few things to get tweaked out but it feels like they have the tools to do it and I just want them to do it that is very yeah like initially like I said the when you first started I was like is he talking about Will and Steven and the guy who just started playing the game going against really top-ranked people? Like, that is a bad idea. But now that I get what you're saying, that is an awesome idea. All right, Trax, what, what do you want to see for a uh, themed stream? So that gives me the idea that, um, and I, I obviously I'm, this isn't an original thought to, to myself, but like... Uh, when the new player experience came out and they took you through those rings, they're like the CQC bonus rings, but they're they're like a race course, sort of. And everybody was like, oh man, we need to build a race course or we need to have these assets in the game so that we can build race courses. Um, I, I think, you know, that having a series of races, like it, embracing all of that, like a CQC tournament, like Ty was saying, um, you know, a race tournament, like build courses, maybe maybe feature people who are working on building them if this becomes something that we can sort of mess with and, and work with on our own and sort of like, um, I don't know if base building would become, would include that, right? Like being able to put those ring assets in there. Um, but that would all be so much fun, embracing these sort of other aspects of the the game aspects of the game because the players have created them as an aspect of the game rather than explicitly yeah, being a feature, you know. So just to clarify, because there's going to be other people that are writing in on this to comment yeah. all week, and and uh, part of this was that that uh, Stephen literally asked, like, "Hey, we want to hear what you guys want to see." So you know, mine was, "Hey, intern with SPPFA." Ties was do color commentary over existing CQC matches or whatever. I kind of want to limit the scope of this question to things that they can do with the existing uh, sort Mm -hmm. of things that that are are currently in the game, not so much adding more like, yeah, I would love to see them rings and race course stuff. But um, so I'm guessing, though, but based on the spirit of what you're saying, you know, obviously there's there's the buckyball racers and the uh, elite racer uh, community that currently right now you're saying you want to see them maybe like like Ty was saying for doing color commentary on stuff like that, you would like to see them maybe do color commentary over like some of the well, high level racers. So or? I, I guess to, to that regard, yeah, like um, they do their like let's play streams and stuff like that. And some of it is a little bit, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's that f- much fun to see like, the community managers who their job is not to like play or be particularly good at the game, like sort of have to try to manage a stream and uh, look at chat and field questions all at the same time as they try to play this game. And then, and then we all laugh, right? Like, Oh, look, they messed up. Like, you know, that, that sort of, sort of seems silly. Um, But I thought it was actually, it was a really fun one that they did with slave radio where they kind of created a game and that's, that's in that same spirit of like buckyballing and stuff like that, like create the game rules and um, do things like that. And, and to bring, you know, players along uh, to, to make it 
kind of more interesting. So it's not just them. Uh, those would be those would be great. Like do let's do a buckyball. Like have it have mm-hmm. them teach teach Stephen how to buckyball. Mm-hmm. And well, they have they have done one where he did uh, where they did some some buckyballing mm-hmm. uh, in the not not too distant past. But I for sure would love to see them do more race stuff as well. More yeah, buckyballs. More interesting than just let's go to a Hazrez and try to talk to the chat while we do it. Yeah. All right. So Trax's answer is more racing coverage, Bucky Ballers, and racers. That's a that's a great answer, man. All right. So <clears throat> that brings us down to Elite Week. All right. Let's start off uh, Friday, March sixth. Hutton Orbital Radio Podcast. This was recorded live the, the previous night, but obviously, you know, uh, it's while it's being recorded, I'm at work, so I don't get to see it until the next day on podcast. So, Operation Hot Mess. They found five more stations without markets. Um, <clears throat> so people have asked this, just they're like, it's, it's not, it's Operation Hot Mist, not Hot Mess, or it's Operation Hot Mess, <laughs> not Hot Mist. It's actually both. So Operation Hot Mess stands for, you know, Hutton Orbital Truckers, mug every single station, M-E-S-S. <laughs> and then the mist is uh, mods something, uh, something team, M-I-S-T. Like both of them. With Hutton, they're gonna come up with answers for everything. So they, they're they're both right. Um, right and, I, and I know I I forgive me. I don't know exactly what the official M I S T is. I use M E S S, so I know it's mug every single station. All right. They talked about E C M twenty, which is sold out, happening on April eleventh. Uh, our 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 uh, supreme hope is that that is able to go off without any kind of problems. We know Europe is currently <clears throat> having some, some rough times with, with regard to COVID. So definitely holding out good thoughts that everything can happen there. Uh, well, uh, Drew Wagard, the Salome live stream, which we'll talk about. Um, uh, let's see. They talk about the three U S events, uh, the Seattle, Washington. So there's going to be three meetups, which is just like the ECM, but like kind of on a smaller scale. It's just getting started in America. There's going to be three of them happening. Uh, one in Seattle, Washington on March 28th, one in San Antonio, Texas, my hometown on April 3rd, and one the next day in Conroe, Texas, which is like a four or five hour drive. Literally, one of the guys from Hutton is going to be there in Texas, and he's going to meet up with another guy that, that lives in Texas, which is Buck Naked. Uh, <clears throat> he's the representative from Lake Con Spaceways. And so they're going to literally do two separate events, one in San Antonio on April 3rd and one in Conroe on April 4th. Conroe is just a little north of Houston. So, all right, we've got uh, the new Frontier Development Public Relations hire, Jose Herreras, and the new community manager, Bruce Garrido. They talked about the Antarctic mugs. Uh, they're being sent back to Hutton for auction for charity for special effect. Uh, Watherspoon did a hilarious Atris fifty sixty voice for the Thargoid report, which was great. Haxcom announced that they're suspending their report until something new actually happens. So it's not a thing for the moment. Uh, Watherspoon, 
with his powerful people, uh, Alliance President uh, Edmund Man- Mahan. Mahan. Mahan? Mahan? I don't know. Now, so I say Mahon, but I'm sure I'm butchering sure. it. You know, because we're kicking in. So, right on. So they talk about his whole thing, how he was born a Federation citizen, and then he went to college, and then he became a radical, and and he was like, "Hey, this isn't right. Uh, the corruption of the Federation is too much," and that's why he got the idea to start the Alliance, and yada yada yada, and the whole thing. Him being a bartender, mixed drinks. Oh, Amazing stuff. Watherspoon's Powerful People is a phenomenal series. You got to check it. So you can check all of this out on YouTube. Uh, You can check out, uh, you know, on Twitch, Twitch TV, twitch.tv forward slash Hutton or Truckers. All of their information is up there. Uh, As always, go get get their podcast, get their stuff. Good. Uh, community event, the Crazy Colonia Corrosive Cargo Caravan, is still going on from February 15th until April 1st. Uh, so all of you guys, while you're self-isolating, feel free to <laughs> run crazy cargo, corrosive cargo out there. <clears throat> this week, the Fuel Rats passed up their 70,000th rescue. Um, and I've got uh, an actual thing where you can their statistics and see as of yesterday when i looked they were at like seventy thousand six or something like they are amazing congrats big 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 props to the fuel rats for all they do all right will flanagan uh posted on the frontier forums saying that galnet and community goals will return at some point he wanted to clarify previous statement that was made uh that some people were reading to say like, okay, Galnet is forever done. CGs are forever done. Everything is forever done. And he's saying, no, 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 no. Just to clarify, it's no further whatever at this time. They will come back when it's appropriate. It will happen, you know, whatever. Guys, this is one of our discussion topics. What do you you guys want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I mean, I I thought, the phrasing at this time, I thought that was extremely confusing. Um, e- even that kind of clarification, like it's, it doesn't, that doesn't sound like that's what you would say if the plan is to have it come back later. You know, we have no plans at this time means we have no plans. Obviously, like if we change the plans later, I, I don't know. So that, that, uh, I don't know. I, I I felt like that was very confusing messaging. It it frightened me. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, like I, I totally agreed with what was being said, like on on Lave and stuff about how that it seems like it seemed like the message they were trying to convey was this isn't coming back. Now I'm I'm convinced now that they did mean this is all on hold until the the big changes that are changing the game come into effect and change the game. But that, I, I don't think that was clear from what they said. I think it was sloppy, yeah, it was, unfortunately. So it's, it's unfortunate. They're in an awkward position where they're trying so hard to manage expectations that sometimes mm-hmm. you can manage them too well. You can manage them into the ground and then everyone's right. like, okay, well then I guess everything's done. And it's like, they're in a damned if you do, damned if you don't spot where it's like if you <clears throat> if you say anything that gives anyone the slightest spark of hope, then 
you know, people are going to twist it and say, you promised us this, that, and the other. But if yeah. you, at the same time, if you just crush all hope out of people, then people are like, you're making us quit, whatever. So you're it's like, it's, it. yeah. But they did clarify. So it's, you know, it is for sure. Galnet and CGs will be back when it's when it's right time, time for them to be back. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like that right there. That would have been a fine way to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. anyway, that's what Up I thought. Time. Your thoughts? <sighs> this is this is one of those things where I kind of I'm very opinionated about it, and um, I don't know how strong I want to be about it. So. Okay, here's here, here's here's the deal. Um, right now, they're they are in a situation where they are trying to keep everything together. They're trying to keep the community of Elite Dangerous together to keep them from jumping to other games, to keep them from being interested too much in other games. To where, when their uh, 2020 update is announced, they have good sales. And that's a difficult thing to do when you're not providing information. And they're in a situation where they cannot win because no matter what happens, they can't release information because everything that they everything that's going to happen, they've already released. We know about fleet carriers. We kind of know what's going to happen with them. Maybe um, the uh, the the leak that took place honestly screwed up more than we than we will probably ever know, and it really hurt everything. And I think that. Uh, I think that if we hadn't had the leak, I think that if we hadn't had all of the uh, it, all the stuff that was surrounding that, I think that we would be, I, I kind of feel like we'd be swimming in information right now. I mean, some of it may change by the time they get to release, <clears throat> but I feel like we'd have a hell of a lot more information. So I, when it comes to, when it comes to the Galnet stuff, you know, they, them saying that it's going to come back. I'm a big believer that it's not going to come back. I'm a big believer that uh, Galnet, the way we knew it, is gone. And they're planning for Galnet 2.0, for lack of a better way to put it. And it'll be it'll be integrated into the 2020 update somehow. Now, I think that we're going to get something about Fleet carriers, and we'll probably get two or three Galnet posts about fleet carriers when they release. But I think that whatever they have planned for the 2020 update, the Galnet 2.0, maybe it'll be a video. Maybe it'll be uh, something that's generated somehow. Maybe maybe they have some dedicated riders that will that will do stuff every day instead of just one or two guys. I, I don't know. But maybe they'll actually have some narrative stories or missions you can fly. I don't know. But... I do feel like the Galnet stuff will be different from what we have now. Okay. I, I could not agree with you more on the whole subject of the leaks just put everything in an awkward position. It put them in an impossible position where, like, they're, they're just, it's just rough to be them right now. And I cannot wait fleet carriers to be behind us for the new era to be behind us and for them to hopefully be on better footing to sort of re-engage i hope in a in a different way not not saying in a different way because they're uh at fault for something but saying that they're in a different 
way because it, once they're on sort of clean footing of like there's no baggage of leaks and other stuff hanging over their head that they're maybe able to kind of re-engage on their terms on better terms uh, on a on a good public relations sort of platform mm, yeah i mean maybe by the time all the stuff that we think we know about that is actually coming out comes out they'll just be like okay finally we're free <laughs> i can tell nice. man when you see them the look on their faces it's like i know they're just like i just keep getting hit in the head with baseball bats from people like telling us you tell us tell us the thing and they're just like i want to tell you the thing but i'm not allowed to yet and i i agree it's a lot of why they're not allowed to is baggage that comes from that whole leak situation and whatever so 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 i started noticing this i want to say about a month ago and because it was back when page was there and i feel like about a month ago about about the beginning of february or so I feel like that that the community uh, managers finally like I feel like they got to see a little bit of what the devs were working on, but I found I, found, I feel like they they actually got to see it and they they got they to play change with it. right right them. like they kind of shifted from be like yeah it's coming guys to work like oh guys it's coming y'all gonna really like it y'all wait just nope I, it, it's like it's like right there at the tip of their tongue and they want to say it and they just want to blurt it out it's gonna have storage it's gonna have lasers you're gonna be able to fly the damn thing it's gonna it's gonna come with the panther clipper whatever I feel sharks like, I, with freaking laser beams yeah <laughs> yeah I I I feel like they are ready to say it. Mm, and I, feel like, I, agree. I, I feel like they have it all in their head what they want to say. I know because like we got some things coming up that I want to say that's like on the tip of my tongue. I just want to be like, blah, 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 blah. And I can't because there's other things around it. And, yep. and I couldn't imagine being, you know, sitting on fleet carriers or sitting on the 2020 update. And I feel like they just saw, maybe they didn't see the 2020 update, but maybe because I, I, I would bet that the that the community managers are some of the last to know. Um, I don't know that for a fact. I I, I would it I would, would be assume. the safe way to do it. Yeah, wow. I mean, you definitely. It's like I, I always love when you see these you, you see these uh, live streams and people are like tell us about Raxel and it's like, hey, um, <laughs> not for nothing, but let's say you're David Braben. Is there a chance in hell that you're going to say a word about Raxla? To the poor fool whose job it is to go out and tap dance while people throw baseballs at his head at 90 <laughs> miles an hour for like an hour twice a week. Like the last person in that built the janitor is going to know more about Raxla than the people whose job it is to go and talk off the top of their head about it. Like just from a just from an OPSEC standpoint, there's no way any operational security plan is going to include Telling the people who go out on live streams for a couple hours a week anything about Raxla. Yeah. Like, well, it, it, it's just kind of funny you mention that because, like, um, you know, one of the things I, I, I do for a living is, is you know, IT security type stuff. And, and you, you know, the person who has access to literally every office in a building is always the janitor. And if you can get janitor credentials, Man, that's you. You typically have access to every single office because what does the janitor do after everybody leaves at night? Goes and throw, goes and empties the trash. And 
you know, they they all they're the ones who always have all the keys. They're the ones who always have all the the key cards to get in everywhere, and no one ever thinks about it. And the worst part is, these guys are some of the lowest paid guys out there. So, you know, yeah. like if if you know, speaking I'm, of security risks, yeah. So like if if you're trying to break into something, first thing you're going to do is go, is is go try to steal some janitor credentials. Because that's or a really by the janitor, you know. You mentioned yeah. how low they're. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, so. Senor, I <laughs> am the best spy. I am zero zero siete. I'm a bond. But yeah, I, I just think that you know, um, I, I feel like I feel like they just now got to see it, and I feel like that they're waiting to tell. I feel like they want to tell us everything, and um, and hopefully <laughs> they'll be the ones who are allowed to. Yeah, see, that's like what kind <laughs> yeah. of worries me is like I kind of I kind of worry that like 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 the ones who've been you know for lack of a better term towing the line this whole time trying to keep us all interested, trying to keep us all engaged with their game, they're not going to be the ones that's going to be able to tell us all the cool stuff. And I feel like they're going to be like, well, we're going to welcome you know developer you know so and so, we're going to welcome we're going to welcome David Brave, and he's going to be the one to introduce it and. It's almost like they they kind of steal the thunder a little bit, and that's I, a little I, sad. I kind of see that, but I kind of just feel like if they brought in David Braben to announce stuff, first off, I think it's going to be the community team that's announcing, but if they brought in devs, that would be awesome because Steven and Will and Bruce are going to be right there, you know, arm in arm, and once, this is the way these things go, man. If you listen to the live stream today, it's like... Every five minutes at uh, the most, Stephen had to go back and say, no, 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 no fleet carries. Because no, new people keep jumping in, jumping in, jumping in. So even if it's <clears throat> David Braben that's actually making the big announcement at, at, at one point, I guarantee you that it's going to be every five minutes for every live stream for the next three weeks. It'll still be like, hey, tell us about fleet carriers. And once their hands are untied, you're going to see the sheer joy and glee on their faces when they're like, let me tell you about fleet carriers. It's got this. It's got that. There's a coffee maker over there. We got everything. You know, they're going to be so happy. Yeah, I really think so. I I, I really think that um, I really think that that it's it's going to be. I think that goes with 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 Galnet, whatever that becomes, or if it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I really think Mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, whatever whatever that they're working on when they can finally start talking about it. I feel like it's just going to be like. I feel like that's going to be information overload. I feel like whatever they announce in, you know, a three hour thing will be something we are able to dissect and talk about for six months before we actually get it so <laughs> yeah good stuff to come all right so moving along here we've got the drew wagar live stream the meta of salome in a dangerous he talks about uh the whole thing from top to bottom first off kahina loren was actually based on lady mary crawley from downton abbey he wanted her to be <laughs> sort of if you notice from from those people that watched downton back in the day like she was sort of a very polarizing. She was like very likable, but at the same time, very finicky and very sort of not likable early on. And then she went through some incredible hardships that made her very, very lovable, like by the end of the series. But at the beginning of the series, there was a lot there to not like. And he did that on purpose. He wanted her to be, he did not want her to be universally loved. He wanted her to be loved by many, especially the, I guess the, the, so, <clears throat> you know, she's an imperial. She is um, 
uh, sort of very clipped and very uh, she got a way about her, and she would and and he would jump in as her and make like plant stories in Galnet or plant stories in the game where he would jump in and character as her and make these declarations or proclamations that <clears throat> were very very divisive. Federal players, Federation players did not like her by and large. I mean, maybe the people that <clears throat> were coming to it from having read the book first did, but he wanted her to be a character that was 50% loved and 50% hated so that she would be, instead of being sort of a Mary Sue character that everyone was rooting for, would be a more sort of fleshed out real person type figure where if you mention someone in politics, you know, pick a name. You mentioned, you know, <laughs> this one or that one or the other, and I don't even want to pick a name because then we go down that 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 road. But you're going to find, you know, <clears throat> at least on American poli- political terms, you you pick a name, you throw it out there, and like a lot of people are going to be yay, and a lot of people are going to be nay, and that's exactly what he was going. For. Okay, so he discussed the whole event from <clears throat> the best of his recollection. Keep in mind, this is a couple of years on. So he's mentioning it and discussing all the stuff. And I I believe that everything that he's saying is completely honest. But there were several points where he was saying stuff. And then other people were that were sort of around the event were saying, well, this happened or that happened first. And then this happened. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's interesting Mm. to see his viewpoint of this uh, 100% truthful. But it's interesting how uh, other people chip in things during the conversation he's very open and respect receptive to like honestly like reevaluating that and saying like oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay it's like this you know at one point he he was talking <clears throat> with besieger who is you know harry potter uh and he's like yeah i think i rammed you at one point and harry potter was like no i rammed you and he's like oh okay okay you ran me and it's it's interesting how you know, sort of memories work with regard to that. Okay. So he also talked about that, sorry, Harry Potter was in no way a plant. This was not a staged event. Uh, That's one of the big rumors that has been going around like, oh, you know, this was an inside thing or whatever. And he, so in a way, Harry Potter you know, it was staged, but in in the direct way, it was not. So let's look. Let's unpack that. In what way was it hmm. staged? It was staged in that Drew set this up from the beginning to be a player driven narrative, where he did not. As I said earlier, when I talked about how she was kind of modeled after Lady Lady Mary Crawley, he did not want one hundred percent of the players to be on team. Uh, Salome, he wanted a lot of players to fight to the death to defend Salome. And he wanted a lot of other players to hate her and everything that she stands for, or to be opportunistic, or to have the wide range of, of, of human motivations for or against. He wanted all of this sort of real feel to it. So in that way, it was staged in that he wanted people like Harry Potter out there trying to kill Salome. And he wanted people like the children of Raxla and his wing uh, of shield wing to like be fighting against. But the, the, the thought that like they specifically let Harry Potter, you know, kill her, that it was a setup, that was not in any way what he wanted. In fact, <clears throat> I happen to know uh 
from firsthand account from actually hearing it as it happened that he he uttered the statement uh, uh, about a half hour or whatever before is like just so long as it's not Harry Potter because from his standpoint as a writer like that's an intellectual property problem of like I can't use you know you can't have Spider-Man or Thor or 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 you know the Ghostbusters mm. come in and do something because you can't write in Harry Potter into your book. So that's why he had to actually talk to him afterwards and work out a compromise of saying like, hey, give me a name. You pick the name because you're the character, you're the player who actually killed her, but you pick a name, but it can't be Harry Potter because I can't put that character in my book because I'll get sued by J.K. Rowling. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> it was a whole it was a whole thing. Um, then he stated... So that was the first thing that he stated. This was not in any way a quote unquote setup that Harry Potter was like it was meant to go down this way. And that's one of the biggest misconceptions that people have or rumors that it's just not true. Hmm. That's the second biggest. The biggest rumor that is just not true is he stated that there was no further information that would have come out in any way if Salome had lived. He explains from the very beginning <clears throat> that they set up a series and this whole mission, this whole event was around the idea that any of the people of the characters from the book that were her sort of her actual like NPC characters or I don't how however you want to describe it, the other people, if any of them made it, they all had like a copy of the data drive or crystal or whatever that uh, like if any of them made it <clears throat> the whole story gets out and then along the route he had stopped at that hospital ship and dropped off a backup copy of the story of <clears throat> of of you know her so you can actually go there now to the hospital ship and hear the story where she's like if you're hearing this that means i've died i'm leaving this as a backup blah 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 but it's the whole actual story so the mission was a complete success because i think of all of them every last one of them made it except for salome so like out of the like five people that could have met mission success conditions four out of the five made it so mission success occurred there was there no go. extra story of like oh this is about raxless could come out or that and he said even he's like i would have loved to have had more to share but this was the this was the total scope that frontier development allowed me. I could not do more with this story. And in fact, he had talked about earlier in the stream <clears throat> that he was surprised that the event even went off because he had kind of written her off at one point. That's why they said Salome was previously thought dead and blah, blah, blah. He sort of mm. wrote her off in a Galnet article because um, it was a thing where it was like, yeah, I don't think they're going to let me do anything else with her. So. I'll just write her off. And then he got a surprise, you know, message from Frontier saying like, hey, come, come have lunch. We're going to, we want to talk to you about a book idea. And they pitched this idea. And the idea they pitched is like, we want this sort of uh, military industrial complex, you know, dark story of like, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the machine is, is is sort of running things that people don't know and that like there's this dark cabal that called the club and this all is happening and he was the one who actually demanded he was like no 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 I, I, I yeah i'm interested in doing this but i i also want 
to sort of pull this character that I've already done all of this work to create into it to to give people a sort of a pathos, a a a a emotional touchstone that they actually care about this story. He's like, yeah, I'll tell the story that you want to tell, but I want to tell it with my character that I've already created for the purpose of sort of making it, um, you know, more engaging or this is just how he wanted to do it. So, but, but there was no extra like, Oh, if Salome had made it, we found this out. There was no more. He had nothing else to give. He he went as far as he could with that. Good to and, know. Uh, and I'm going to real quick add on before we do this, because another I'm going to add on so that I have the video link, uh, you know, Twitch TV. Uh, it's under uh, Dr. Er, no, it's under Drew Wagar's uh, <clears throat> channel. But in addition to that, I have linked to it. Uh, the entire Salome event live footage. So earlier when I say I have firsthand knowledge from hearing it, here's where I heard it. There is a, a link uh, to the actual raw footage. Or, so you're, you're watching like it's streamed out over several hours. It's a three-part video YouTube series. So you can hear the voice comms and all from before it started all the way till after the event ended uh, with... <clears throat> Drew Wagar and his shield wing reapers that they were calling in. So the shield wing was his like direct defenders. And then the reapers were these offense groups that they would call in to like clear out areas. And, you know, you hear it all happening as it happens. You hear, uh, you hear uh, Drew just utter the comment of like, yeah, yeah, it just, uh, you know, hopefully we make it. If we don't make it, as long as it's not Harry Potter that kills me, that would be a headache or whatever. And then, you know, you hear it all play out. You hear, you know, the whole nine yards. It's, I went and listened to all of it beginning to end. And I felt that it paired really, really well with his recollections because there were some things that he got wrong in his recollections. But I mean, we're all mm-hmm. human. And he, that he was, I believe, 100% that he was as honest as he could be. Uh, but when you watch the two things together, you see, you know, the sort of the whole story. You see his viewpoint and, and and a great discussion and explanation, but then you also see just the raw, like this is what happened. And when you put those two together, you get like a full, a fuller story of the whole nine yards. And yeah. um, the last thing was <clears throat> he made a very big point repeatedly, both on the stream and in the raw footage of making the comment that Frontier told him, there's no way that this is going to work. You have, we've tried before to do events in, in open and you're going to last two minutes. You're going to be dead in two minutes. And uh, <laughs> in the end, uh, from the time that he actually got running, he had a little bit of problem in the beginning where he couldn't like log on. He kept getting kicked out. He couldn't group up with the people. But when he did get going, they were going for like an hour and 45 minutes, and he made it with six jumps of the end zone. He finally had sort of an ill-fated situation where he jumped and it – de-instanced him or whatever from the other group so that <clears throat> they just were stuck. And the video footage that I have from this, from within his shield wing, it was it was excruciating because you hear him doing the commentary and he, and he, and he just, he says it in his own stream. He, he just, he screwed up. He panicked a little. He was also tired. He was stressed and whatever. He didn't make sort of the optimal choices 
of that PVP engagement uh, that he, you know, sort of could have possibly made to survive. And but you are hearing all of this. You're hearing him describing getting attacked from Harry Potter and like his shields going down and as his hull is going down and as he's getting closer to death. And through all of it, this is so excruciating. The guy that the first person view you have from inside of his cockpit. He is very close by, and he hits his his uh, uh, frame shift drive to go into super cruise to to get to there, and he's tunneling. So he literally uh. is just stuck on that blue, you know, blue space flying at you thing, and yeah. he tunnels for like sixty seconds or more. And he's like, I'm, I'm. He's like, I'm right there. I'm coming. I'll be there in two seconds. I'm going to defend you. And tunneling and, tu- and he's like, I'm tunneling, I'm tunneling, I'm tunneling. I'm tu-. And he just, he just gets stuck and it's like, it's heartbreaking. Uh, and the last thing, because uh, I've covered a lot with this, uh, Drew said that in the end, looking back on it, there were the way that people were so affected and the way that it all ended up playing out. Not sure that he would have done it again. But I hmm. personally, my feeling on it, even if this was a big thing done Badly, and I don't think it was. I think this was a big thing done, like ninety nine percent awesome. Like there was the the last little bit was rough, but so much of this worked right. But let's just for a second uh, concede the point that it was, you know, horrifically bad. Okay, a big thing done badly is still being discussed years later, and is still going down as I think maybe if not pretty for sure it's got to be this or distant worlds one of the two are the biggest stories in the history of elite dangerous so this was a guy who wrote a story this was a player driven event and we're still talking about it years later i would encourage frontier development i would encourage the community managers if you're hearing this pass your word back up to your bosses just do more of this because even if it's not exactly like this, even if it's something, you know, this was a thing where he was logging on for six months. He was making weird statements. They were planting stories in Galnet. There were like multiple CGs. There were multiple community goal events where you could support this team or that team. And there were a lot of people that were, you know, going on the side that was against what she was doing. This whole thing generated just so much richness and like i think it was actually done well but i get that there was you know hard feelings at the end of it but even if you have to change it a little bit there's so much i think this is the one thing that you would point to as the biggest event the biggest thing that so many people were invested in they loved they were interested they still want to hear the story about it now if you can make one of these something like this happen every year or two in Elite Dangerous, we're going to do nothing but engage and grow and make more and more people game. Man. So many people start Eve because they hear about some crazy big ass war or something that happened where somebody stole the Titan and destroyed a station. You want people talking about your thing, about the amazing story and narrative that's happening in your thing, man cannot stress it enough do more of this please now i'm going to shut up you guys talk (laughs) well done 
Here, here's, you know, um, I think for quite a while now we've had a lot of of rumors floating around about what exactly happened during that whole. Uh, we'll call it. We'll call it the event, and I mean, without a doubt, it's up there in the Hall of Fame of video game as far as um, through or some of the uh, most memorable things to happen in, in all of video games um, historically. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I have, I, I had some preconceived notions about it before I, I, and, and before I, before the, before I started this podcast and I had some, because I wasn't there when it happened. I was playing when it happened. I was actually on the other side of the freaking galaxy looking for Raxla. Um, hmm. uh, obviously, I didn't find it. But the point is, is that I wasn't really around when it took place, but I was aware it was taking place. And, you know, another example of something I wasn't necessarily around uh, was when the uh, Gnosis did its jump to the coal sector, and that was a big debacle. Yeah, the cone sector debacle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, when I think about the things in this game, because it seems like every day there's something going on where uh, it's almost like it's a memorable thing, something that's very memorable. But this event... um, this was this was this was a big one, and you know, I really disagree with uh, Drew and him saying that he had nothing else with 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 uh, uh, Salome. We'll never know. We will never know because it's entirely possible that if she hadn't made it, that FDF says, "All right, so she made it. Let's." Um, Let's do something really cool with her. Let's 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 do something else. We'll make her the box cover for the game. We'll make her the main character of the game, for lack of a better term. Um, but we'll never know. We'll- so to be clear, what you're saying is was right with what he said of that he had nothing else at that time. You're not right. accusing him of lying. What you're saying is yes, but. Who knows right. what would have grown out of this had the story ended differently and Frontier come back to you and said, let's do a third book with this girl or woman. Right. Sorry. It's, it's entirely possible that, I mean, there was, there was, uh, you know, a, a lot of evidence that showed that, you know, that she had information regarding uh, the Guardian. She had information regarding uh, uh, Thargoids. And this was all before they even really came out. They even really were in the game or existed. I don't. I'm not. I think the only thing at this point were the UAs at this point when all that went down. But don't hold me to that. That's the unknown artifacts that were going about. Uh, but my brain, my memory may, may be remembering things incorrectly. So I just, I just think that there's more to the story than what they're saying. And I say that not because I think that they're being inaccurate about anything. I think that I'm, I would be. I would love to know if there was someone who is sitting around FDEV and just goes, well, if this goes this way, we have all of this stuff. And it's like, now it's just in a binder on someone's desk that we'll, mm-hmm. that we'll never know. Yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to contradict what you were saying there. I just point that it's not 
at all that you were accusing Drew of of not being truthful. It was just that you were saying like there were more possibilities had things played out differently that he was not privy to at that time. Right. And, and right. you know, and, you know, as, as closely as Drew works with FDev, we got to remember he does not work for FDev. And mm-hmm. he does, well, I mean, he, I guess technically he does when he's writing a book for them. Well, but a contractor, yeah. But right, he would right. be an he's, independent contractor. And at that point, they give him access to only whatever information they feel is appropriate. Or, or, or he might go to them and say, hey, I got this idea to do blah, blah, blah. Um, and then be like, well, we really, want, we really want this to happen. And he'll be like, well, all right, well, so I'll rewrite it to fit this to fit this, or whatever. And without a doubt, they got a good working relationship. And without a doubt, I feel like he has access to information that we don't. But I guarantee you, he doesn't have the whole lore book just sitting on his shelf somewhere. Oh, 100%. He, he stated that directly himself. He stated, like... There are things that I know because I've created them. There are things that I know because they've told me them. And there's things that I don't know that they've just said flat out, like, this isn't in your area. We're not answering questions about it. And to give you an idea, a good example here is like, I used to truly believe that the man knew where Raxla was. Um, but now I've come to the conclusion that he, he doesn't know. I think he's got a good theory about where it is, but I don't think he actually knows where it is. So. Now, I think it's also possible that David pulled him aside and said, hey, you want to see Raxla? And showed it to him at some point, but didn't tell him where it was at, you know? I would I would be highly skeptical of that based on three <laughs> things. Based on number one, that would be a very dumb thing to do. Number two, uh, I have seen nothing at all in any of what I've seen from Drew Wagar to indicate that the man is a liar. Definitely is human and humans are flawed. And there's times where he might remember something that it didn't exactly go that way or whatever, as evidenced by seeing this footage or whatever. But when he's called on it, when he's like, hey, no, this, he'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it was that. And that's that's normal. That's human. That's any of us. But yeah, I, I he said clearly that he does not know it. And I, I take him at his word. And yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I, I was being cheeky about that, man. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and then thirdly, because uh, uh, other people, as in from like David Braben's side, they've said, like, you know, no, people outside of, he, he literally didn't even clarify. He said, you know, we know where it is. I don't, I, I, I don't, I think that we might literally consist of him. David Braben himself and Michael Brooks. And I would be surprised if it went very far past that. It might be like one other person or whatever, but I, I, I don't think so. I think it, it, it might, I think, I think we, I, I, honestly, I would have thought it was just him except for the fact that he, we, so when you say we, I mean, unless it's Royal, we like, I, I, I think, I think it's, he's talking like one or two people. I, I would not think that, you know, general developers, much less community managers, much less, you know, other office staff, uh, way much less outside contractors have any idea about. Um, <clears throat> I would not like if I from like, again, from operational security standpoint, I, I wouldn't release that information because it. Just eventually something's going to even even not 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 a matter of like, oh, do I trust this guy or not trust? This guy? 
just <clears throat> if I tell you and you're making notes on your private computer or whatever, and then your your laptop gets hacked or stolen or whatever, somebody might come across that. Like it's just it's just even if you trust the person implicitly, you still don't give them information they don't need because that information is sensitive. That's the nature of things. You don't you don't do that. Um, <clears throat> the, the, another thing that ties back to me with this whole Salome event is this event was, I think, the shining moment, the heyday, uh, the 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 absolute zenith of of, of culture of of whatever in Elite Dangerous. And I, I say that for this reason. Um, <clears throat> three things tied to this. Number one, as the story was written and it was originally done, there was a description early on in, in this, in this uh, live stream where he talks about the fact that he had talked to Michael Brooks and Michael Brooks said, all right, here's how we're going to set this story up. You're going to go on, uh, uh, Ed Lewis was on a live stream and he said, you're going to go you're going to basically crash his stream. You have a script. They worked on a script, set it up. And so Ed Lewis was basically doing like what Will and Steven and Paige, what we have seen them do and, and Bruce now, what we see them do. He was on a stream, you know, playing live and taking questions or whatever. And then just literally, you know, Salome busted in and interrupted the, the live stream. And uh, the only thing Ed was not told about this. Not specifically. Ed was told by Sandro, not Sandro, sorry. Uh, I'm, names are not great right now. Uh, Ed was told by Michael Brooks, something is going to happen on your stream tonight. It's very big with the lore. Roll with it. And he was just like, okay, what? And it was like, mm. just, you don't need to know. You'll find out when you find out. Roll with it. And it was like, uh, okay. And Ed, to his credit, uh, <clears throat> apparently, you know, rolled with it masterfully and so that was when i heard that i was like this is so ballsy this is this is the kind of thing also though that you can do when you're sort of a young upstart you're not a huge company and you don't have like as all of these other concerns you have to worry about uh like you know in 10 cent games and other investors and whatever this is the kind of thing you could do when you don't have uh, a, a huge leak hanging over your head where like that's causing you to question things. This is the kind of thing you could do where you don't have like the, the, the response to horizons where basically FDEV came out and said like, okay, we're going to show you all our ideas. We're going to try this and try this and try that. And they, they went with their kind of classic method and then people shit all over them and like, this isn't ready. This isn't good enough. I don't like this. I don't like that negativity, negativity. And then like, you're shocked when they like pull back. But this was before all of that. And they were literally, <clears throat> they were doing some ballsy stuff like this, where they had a guy, a contractor from the outside come in and crash the live stream with a, a whole like notice of a thing that happened. Also, the reason, so that's the first thing. The second thing, this tied into distant worlds. This was literally, they were out on distant worlds at the far end of the galaxy right when this whole story sort of popped up and Salome popped up out there, out in the middle of nowhere on the ass end of the galaxy and said like, hey, you guys got to get back to the bubble. There's some big stuff going on and I got to tell you about it. And those guys were like, oh shit, all right. And then like rush back. So like imagine d distant worlds is happening. They're doing ballsy stuff on, on live streams where they're like, 
they're playing fast and loose with things and and the, the the team is just so fast that they're like keeping up with it and making it work and then it lead, led to this like all of like these three things together is like I want to go to there I want to go to that that game I want to I want this team to get back into a position where they can they can reach for something like that yeah, I think that's out of the that horse is out of the barn though. As as far as so, at least some of what you said, I don't think that can ever come back. Especially about the way they released Horizons and the way the reaction was, I I think for sure they're just not going to do that anymore. Um. So I I don't know how much of a shame that is. I I do wish I do think the rest of it like they could they could lean in heavier to the storytelling and it would be to the benefit of everything, but. Yeah, uh, my opinion. Kind of, we probably need to steer forward. But uh, yeah. the last thing I'll <laughs> say is, is Fdiv is not the best at telling their story, but they have really good stories. And I wish that they would get better at telling their stories. And um, this is this is one of the better stories that. Are floating around the galaxy, and uh, I kind of wish that we, I kind of wish there was a way that people could experience it again in game. And I don't know how you do that, but it would be cool to to. A better way to put it is, I wish there was more things like this going on that we could all participate in. And uh, it feels like these events. To this degree, are, are really few and far between, which is goes back to the thing I love about those love the most about this game is also the thing I hate the most about this game, and that you kind of have to make your own fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's the last All thing right. I'll say about it. All right. So moving along here, we've got the next thing. I've got a pair of videos here by this guy Matthias M A T T I U S. Check him out on YouTube. The two of these videos, they're Project Destiny, the Hawking's Gap Sites, which is a 10-minute long video, Project Destiny, the Conflux, another 10-minute long This is one of the sort of more interesting sort of stories. This Project Dynasty is a very, very cool old mystery in Elite Dangerous where there was this, you know, sort of mission, this project where they were going to like... Lie. They knew stuff that the rest of the world, the rest of the, the humanity didn't, and they <clears throat> sent out this this mission. And there was big questions of like, what was this about? What was going on? What what did you know? Why did you do this? This is some real like tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff. But then you find out that it's true, and you're like, holy shit! So check out Matthias M A T T I U S and his videos. These are two of them. There are more. Check them all out the story is super super well told this guy should get some sort of a i should be involved in in something this guy needs to get like hired for something he does a good job all right so next up we've got burp hit with witch space news the title of the video is carriers arriving sooner than we thought question mark seven minute long video Number one, Stephen Benedetti posted on Monday that the next patch will have bug fixes and fleet carriers together. There's a link to it. 
Number two, previously FDEV said that we would be getting bug fixes every three or months. So putting those two facts together, could we see FC drop? Uh, could we see fleet carriers drop in maybe April, May? Question mark. <clears throat> Uh, and then the third point was only the only Thursday night stream this month that Will is on is March 19th. Look for a fleet carrier announcement then. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Uh, then he talks about uh, Will Flanagan had posted uh, same day as which space news dropped on the forum saying that Galnet and CGs are not dead. They're merely on hiatus, as we discussed above. <clears throat> He talked about the new community manager, Bruce, and his thoughts on fleet carriers were intriguing. This is going to be a thing you're going to hear everybody basically that this week. Uh, I, we, we reported on it last week um, just because timing-wise, the story came out and we were able to while well, it was fresh. Uh, but the next morning, uh, he said the exact same. He had the exact same. This is really intriguing, interesting. Um, <clears throat> he talked about, in addition to Bruce, um, uh, Frontier Development also hired a uh, PR rep uh, and that Dr. K. Ross is staying with, uh, you know, uh, with FDEV. So that is great news. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Operation Ida repairing their 109th station. Let's see. We also have the Sidewinder Slaughter he covered and he appearance on the loose screw podcast the interview and talking more about honky donks oh there you go uh he has suspended the thargoid report for the time being uh because there's nothing really casual primetime put out of it casual guide to the galaxy season one episode six four minutes long the sailing he talks about the system pleione in the pleiades it's just 500 light years from Sol. Uh, it's a binary star system with an active hot BE star, 28 Tauri. It's a classical B-type star, but instead of having absorption lines, as most stars do, it has emission lines, meaning that it projects matter outward in an excretion disk. The system boasts a beautiful asteroid-based station, the Stargazer. And because of the excretion disk, though, the, the star changes from the normal B-type star to a BE-type, then to a BE-shell type, and then back again as, a, as matter is expelled and then pulled back in through gravitational pull. Uh, this system also boasts a magnificent-looking private station in orbit around one of the planets, the Squirrel Nest Bar, which has it's full of tunnels, gantries, other cool features, making it an awesome obstacle course. Uh, it's not far from a listening post. Not far from that is a listening post that's aimed at the depths of space, which may point to future mysteries still. Un so go check out Pleione in the Pleiades and go check out ca Casual Prime Time, Casual Guide to the Galaxy on <clears throat> Saturday. Vindicator Jones dropped Long Range Reversky, uh, 18 minute. Uh, Mambaville video. Basically, you go flight assist off, you spin and kill it in reverse, uh, out of range from the enemy. So it's it's a cool build. It's a weird, you know, it's it's a it's a funky thing. It's not like it's a slow he, he says, build. Yeah, slow but it's, to kill. It's cool. 
um it's a fast build in fact but slow to kill you yeah right? yeah fast moving <laughs> slow to get the kill <laughs> yeah all right on reddit commander one up nuke he did he posted a uh, a little generator a do it yourself pilot's lab so you can go there <clears throat> uh the the link is you know in the show notes you can go there and create your own uh pilot federation you know, pilot's license. And it's very cool. I did, I did it and it took me all of 90 seconds and it's awesome. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Exegius put out earning merits to unlock power play modules, five minute long, quick tutorial that explains everything you need to know to get your power play modules. <clears throat> hello, hello. It's Colo put out my controls and elite dangerous Logitech setup. Keyboard and mouse with pedals, flight assist off. It's a 22-minute long video where she goes through a ton of stuff with regard to how you can do different things with flight assist off and how you can do different things with different control steams. It's very, very cool. Go check it out. <clears throat> Commander Exorcist from SPVFA put out Out There, Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, it's a three-minute long. It's like a music video where he just does amazing uh, you know, camera while it's beautiful music is playing. Though these SPVFA ones put out where it's just like they play a song, they don't even talk, they just play a song and they let the camera work do all the talking. And I'm just a huge fan when I see a new <clears throat> Blind Pew put out the Battle for Witchhead Nebula, Lembass, 13 minute long. Go check out. Uh, Sunday, March the 8th. This is the Throwback Sunday segment. First, we've got Flight Assist Off Training Video Series. So there's a whole series. The, the links are in the notes. Go there, watch them. There's like four videos. They explain in depth everything that you need to know to learn how to flight assist off. And then after you finish the whole video series, if you're interested to go further with it, you can join Newton's Gambit Discord. Newton's Gambit is a Discord that's created around the sole purpose of saying we want to support people who pledge to fly flight assist off, to use true Newtonian physics in how they fly in the game. It's a more advanced uh, way to fly, and it allows you to do sort of more amazing things. Uh, you get more boost. You get more speed. You can do it. Once you learn how to do it, you can do everything you can do with flight assist on better and faster and more precise but you just have to get really, really good at it. So mm -hmm. the link to that Discord is in the show notes for that video. So you have to, I'm not going to go throwing around their link willy-nilly and getting a bunch of people in there who have no clue. Go watch the videos, practice it, learn how to do some of the stuff. You don't have to be great to join their Discord. But you have to at least sort of understand the concept and be pledged to, to be working on it and to and go at it. Tracks, I know you have very, very strong feelings <laughs> this because you have history. With Hit us up. Well, I, I, I don't have that much history, but I did watch these uh, when I was, I was getting curious about what I was doing wrong. <laughs> um, and it's, it is a really interesting, like, they're long, and he, he goes over, like, kind of the whole training uh curriculum you know essentially mm -hmm. and he takes his time with it and it's really 
Yeah, it's a it's a generous use of their time, and I know they do like personally like train people as well. They absolutely do. Once you but, once you get into their Discord, they have instructors and all, and different levels, and they'll do. Yeah, have, yeah. Oh, it's and and so I've tried some of some of it just a little bit, and it's it's very hard. <laughs> I can see where you'd get used to it eventually, but it's a time commitment. It really, really is. Yeah, man. All yeah. right. So also, NASA put out We Are Going, a four-minute video highlighting NASA's plan to establish a permanent manned lunar base, a permanent, they say manned, a permanent human Well, they say they say crewed. They say crewed. Crewed, there you go. It's the old NASA term would be like a manned space flight, blah, 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 but a crewed but crude makes it sound like it's rough edges, I, like it's robots. I know, yeah, it's, it sounds like a, it's ugly. <laughs> a permanently housing human men and women uh, <laughs> permanent lunar base in 2024. Man, I, 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 I'm definitely not going to get a job as a spokesperson. Uh, that's gone. <clears throat> All right. So Elite Wiki Guide, this is still going back with the Throwback Sunday. The Elite Wiki Guide, where to find discounts in the galaxy. You can click on that link and go and get all of your discounts for all of your stuff. And Scott Manley had put out a video previously saying, what NASA and Elite Dangerous have in common? 23-minute long video. They're about space. Awesome, awesome stuff. Space. Yes. Space. <clears throat> all right. So that's the end of Throwback Sundays. Every Sunday, I'm going to give you some cool stuff that, that you should go check out. All right. Down to Earth Astronomy put out his Ultimate Mining Guide 2020. 200 million credits per hour. It's an 11-minute long video. <clears throat> and I've also included the Mining Cutter Build uh, Coriolis link that he has for his new Mining Cutter. Because he is saying that now that sort of the situation has changed with selling, you're going to have to go farther. So he's fit in a fuel scoop into his build and he feels uh, like this is the way to go. This video is interesting because he does briefly out of that 11 minutes, he spends maybe two or three minutes telling you how to mine, but it, it, he kind of knows like you already know how to mine. What the majority of, or a lot of this video is sort of built around is <clears throat> how to deal with sort of the changing face of how mining sales are going now. He talks about this thing that <clears throat> there's like a 10% rule. So if you have 200 tons of, uh, of a commodity to sell, the way to in, in, in sort of ensure that you get the best price, that you don't get taxed on what you have in your hold, is to make sure that the demand is at least 10 times X, X being what you have in your cargo hold. So if you have 200 tons, you need to find a place whose demand is 2,000. If you have 500 tons, 5,000 tons is the demand you And <clears throat> you're going to have to do some looking. In some places, you're not going to find it. But, you know, um, that's, that is an interesting thing I was not aware of. So go check out that video because it's more about... I think this video should have been renamed or, or should have been titled uh, Ultimate Mining Selling Guide 2020. Because, I mean, he does talk mm -hmm. about some mining stuff, but for most of us, we already know everything. So we're going to be like, why do I need to click on this mining guide? I don't need to but know. People, I know how to mine. Yeah, people consider that the same <clears throat> thing. I, I get I it. I get it. But what I'm saying is 
What I'm saying is don't be turned off by the title thinking, I already know how to mine, dude. Go watch that video if you know how to mine because sell. All right. Sepulcher Guys put out Commander Ergonomics, an 11-minute long video. Turns out that what he does in real life is, is like an ergonomics consultant or whatever. So he shows you like different things to do with your chair, different things to do with your mouse and keyboard setup, different things to do for like eye exercises and moving around every certain amount of, you know, every hour or two, uh, like things that you should do so that you're not going to have pain. And then also you won't have as many headaches. This is important for work and also for people who sit in front of a computer screen and fly spaceships for hours on it. For all of you out there, your screwballs out there in the distant screws, um, click on this video, watch it and, you know, do the back stretches or do the, like the, the, the neck thing every once in a while, because, you know, it's important and take care of yourself so that you feel better. <clears throat> the gamer show put out, let's play elite dangerous mining LTDs. So low temperature diamonds, it's a two hour long video stream. He's a great, you know, just, he's super great, super helpful for newer players. He focuses, I, I think he, this one, he does, he has multiple accounts, but I think this one was all in PlayStation, if I remember correctly. He's got so many of his streams, but uh, like just really, really good stuff. Cool guy. Interesting. Check his stuff. <clears throat> the SPVFA put out 2020 colors competition red, four minute long. Go look at this video. It's a four minute long video, and the theme is red. And it's just, they did a competition. So it's a, submissions from all of their different contributors and just some of the most amazing beautiful pictures you will see all themed in red just amazing stuff uh Hydlide gaming put out 2020 ranking up an eight minute long so talking about like how does ranking up work you know how you get your missions and how much you have to get this much and do more and then as you get more you get more missions how do the the follow-up missions work rank ups and all of that stuff. <clears throat> okay, Rusty Dog put out his Sunday stream. He was out last week. Sick talk. This week he put, I'm, it's the I'm Sick stream. It's three and a half hours long. Uh, he literally had originally labeled it Why I'm Too Sick to Stream stream, but he managed to gut it out for three and a half hours and just talk and do stuff. And his voice is, is rough, but he's, you know, he's there, man. So people that miss Rusty Dog, He's back. You can get your fix. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Monday, March the 9th, Hello Dave put out, uh, or hello, you always do that. Down to Earth Astronomy put out Hello Dave, uh, episode number 139, eight minute long video. He laments the lack of Galnet and internet, uh, interstellar initiatives. He talks about the Octo Interceptor kill video that he will soon have a breakdown with an interview. He talks about his upcoming plans for his two-month break for extended honeymoon, accepting submissions for people to take over the channel for a slot. So basically, you can write him and say like, hey, I want to do a two-hour stream as a streamer. Tracks, you could say like, I want to do an exploration stream, or I want to do this or do that. And you can literally, you know, take his channel for a slot Thursday for a couple hours or whatever, or Tuesday or, you know, whatever. And yeah, man. Get, a, get in touch with them if you're interested. The uh, pressure. It's a, it's a way to get a lot of eyeballs on your Yeah. Have a good idea. Write him and talk to you. But you got to get it in within the next week or two. Because 
going to go away on his honeymoon. Congrats. Uh, EliteGuides.info will now be, he's renaming it, rebranding it to CommandersToolbox.com. He's changed the focus from just guides to more things like the shield analyzer tool, the material finder, the multi-stop route planner, et cetera, et cetera. Um, good stuff. Check that out. Commander Eagle 131 put out the BPMC, which is the Burr Pit Mining Company, Space Mad Comms Reel. This was just a silly video. I, I included it because I, I like Commander Eagle 131. I like the Burr Pit, and it made me laugh, and it was funny, and they're just being silly, doing stuff together. This highlights to me what the Burr Pit is all about, which is the Burr Pit, uh, the Hutton Truckers, all the guys that I love the most in this game. They're all about PWP. They're all about doing fun stuff with your friends. And you really, really should check it out because it's beautiful stuff. <clears throat> all right. So uh, then Monday night was the Sidewinder Slaughter, as always, with Zegis' Level 11. Every Monday at 8 p.m. EST. It's repeated Wednesdays, 8 p.m. UTC for your people. Uh, go join. Get in on that. <clears throat> Tuesday, March 10th, 2020, Alec Turner put out Wormwood on the Run Part 1, a six-minute video. This is just a hilarious, amazing video of, he tells the story, he was doing his circumnavigation of that planet, and when he's while he's doing his thing, he sees a ship, he sees an eagle that's just landed there. And he goes for whatever reason, and he's like, I'm going to take pictures with it, this will be fun, and it's just sitting there, no problem. And I, I don't know, I, I'm confused as to why, but he dropped, uh, he had a thing in his, his, his inventory that he put down there. And then he ended up <clears throat> like, oh, I got to scoot this out to get it away from the ship because I want to collect it and take it with me as I go. And he shot at it and then it ended up shooting the ship. And then the ship decided to shoot back at him. And now he's, you know, man <laughs> on, on the run. <laughs> and he, he literally, just flying around on his in his SRV while there is a ship chasing him and shooting at him. And he's like, I got to shake this ship. And it's like, uh, all right, you're crazy. And I dig it. Um, <clears throat> go check out this six-minute video of him just doing crazy shit in an SRV. He's literally outrunning a, a, an Imperial Eagle in an SRV. Like, what? <laughs> and then after that, go check out the SAG, SAG Eye, the Sagittarius Eye documentary. SRV driving what you need to do. I have both of them linked together to be handy for. All right. Frontier Development put out a public statement on Tuesday saying that they had secured a multi-year license to create Formula One racing titles for several years. This is a Formula One team management game as well as signing two other new projects as a publisher with more expected to come soon they now have five different third-party publishing projects and there's two more that they're going to announce soon they, they have a, a thing comment on there that there's they ex expect others soon um <clears throat> i know ty you're a huge fan of formula one racing yes sir uh, Formula, just for anybody in America who might not know, uh, Formula One racing is just like NASCAR, except for they do it with better cars and they have cool, interesting tracks instead of just driving in a circle for eight hours. 
All right, Ty, you go. All right, so for, so let me just say this. Number one, I, I love NASCAR. I was a big Dale Earnhardt fan and Dale Jr. fan. So uh, for everybody who's about to hate on, hate on me because of NASCAR, I love NASCAR. Now, that being said, um, I have been a Lewis Hel- Hamilton and a uh, Max uh, Von Steppen, uh, I think I just butchered his name, uh, fan for quite a while. And uh, it's hard to go wrong with Lewis Hamilton. The man has 84 wins. And uh, I believe he has the most polls in F1 history. But uh, this is this is a big deal to get a license like F1. Now, now, most to my knowledge, I don't know of a place in America where they broadcast Formula One. However, once you cross a pond, and by pond, the Atlantic Ocean, it is, I think it's the most watched thing next to soccer in Europe like the most watched sporting event next to soccer in Europe. I might be wrong on that, but I really think it is. Like their Grand Prix and all that. I'm, I just butchered their Grand Prix. But yeah, um, this is a really big deal for Frontier. This is this is not this is not like a low-level thing. Right now on F on Formula One's – I keep calling it F1 because that's what I – anyway, I, on Formula One's website, they have a um, – <clears throat> sorry, my voice is cracking. They have a uh, – like a Formula One fantasy game that you can play if you do their little uh, $3 a month thing or $26 a year thing, which, by the way, gets you I've, – I've done for several years now, and it gets you like all of the all of the races that you can watch and you can change cameras and stuff live while they're, while they're going on. Or you can, you know, stream them – or you can not stream them, but you can uh, watch them after they're done kind of thing, which is – that's one of my favorite things to do because all the races take place – when I'm asleep. So I come home from work and like, I don't watch news. I'm like, all right, so let's watch the race. And I love that. I love doing that. And so what frontier is developing at this point is they're developing a, uh, an F a formula one management game. Now, I don't think this is going to be a racing game. When I first read it, I was like, Oh, they're going to make a racing game. That feels a little weird, but it kind of fits as well. But they're developing a formula one management game. Which that literally means to me is that they're going to make uh, uh, Jurassic Tycoon Formula One, where you're going to manage a Formula One team, which is freaking awesome. I mean, yeah, I mean, so there already exists in England, in Europe, uh, there there exists sort of a, a like a FIFA management game series where like so you are the manager of a like big international soccer. So I think they're going to do for Formula One what 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 that game does for you know for soccer. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's important to keep in mind that and we have the full uh you know the in the show notes there's the link to the full uh statement uh statement on the matter uh which has is sort of required to have certain declarations. There's things that they have to announce. And if you get into the fine print of it, one of the things that's listed in there that is key or interesting to me is that they said that they will also have the full streaming rights. And the question comes in there, is this the full streaming rights for Formula One for like to actual watch the races? Or is this the full streaming rights? Is there going to be some kind of in-app purchase or some kind of, Ability like okay, you get a pass to watch these races, uh, or is this uh, streaming of the game? Because if this is streaming rights of the game, uh, 
then that to me indicates that there's more to it than just sort of an overhead checklist uh, spreadsheet type, you know, click here, click there and change out this or change out that for the crew because nobody's going to want to watch that as a stream. If you're streaming it like as an eSport, I think maybe it might be a component of, okay, you have to set up the, 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 the logistics or whatever of your team, but then now you there's a component you actually like go out and race because if you're streaming it as an eSport, you need to have something to show, right? Well, I'm in, it's kind of interesting the way they worded this. Um, you know, I don't quite know what they're what they're really getting toward on that. Um, I'm kind of hoping that means that, uh, like, like maybe they'll have some way that you, like you said, kind of like like the fantasy game. Like you kind of sit, you kind of set up your your drivers and whatnot, and then you race for points, and you can watch it live as the as the thing is taking place through your little fantasy game, your little fantasy thing. Well, if they have a full-blown management thing and they can tie it into like the actual races somehow. Oh man, that would be really interesting the way that they could do that. Um, hmm. Like, 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 you know, you're managing Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes team and you're like, all right, so we're going to, we're going to swap out this engine and we're going to get this and we're going to buy that. And then however Lewis Hamilton actually does in the race actually gives you points toward the actual game. Man, that could be a very interesting kind of tie into real world stuff. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just curious. I'm curious to see where they can go with that. And, uh, you know, when I look at what they've done with their other titles, when I look at what Frontier has done with their other titles, and then I hear about them coming to Formula One, I kind of got a little giddy about it because, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of their other titles, but I think they make good games. Uh, They're just not really to my taste, but I got to feel that I'm going to be buying this Formula One game when it releases just because of what it is, you know? I actually own the Formula One, like the driving game. I suck at it, but <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's fun to just load up and crash into walls and stuff every now and then. So, yeah, man, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't really know anything about this. All I know is that uh, you say his name is Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton. He's the Lewis most, Hamilton. Yeah. Here's what I know: Lewis Hamilton ain't got shit on Alec Turner. <laughs> when it comes to SRV races, because that's what I know about. Yeah, oh my no, god! I mean, you just gave me the greatest idea ever. Oh right. my god! Oh my god! <clears throat> I want, I want, I want Lewis Hamilton to race in an SRV. That's what I want. Bucky Ball I wanna, style. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton intern at a Bucky Ball race, and then oh, here's what we do. do. There's the FDev live stream. Here, yes. here you do a stream. Here you do a stream with this, right? Lewis Hamilton. They get Lewis Hamilton, like legit, Lewis Hamilton in the studio for like a, a, an hour, right? Or he's learning how to do the controls or whatever. They put him, they even get him a control scheme where he's got like a, you know, a steering wheel or whatever, hook it up. But because I've seen players where they have, where they have the, the, the like steering the, the car thing for doing the SRV. Set up an hour long stream or whatever where uh, Lewis Hamilton turns with Alec Turner and Alec Turner teaches him how to buckyball and then Hamilton does a buckyball and then set up uh, an hour long video of uh, then Hamilton takes Alec Turner to the track and actually puts him behind the wheel of a Formula One car and he gets to kind of drive, you know, an easier track, whatever, but Alec gets to do it. IRL. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We gotta we gotta keep 
Yeah. <laughs> all right. Guard frequency. I'm going to skip all the Star Citizen stuff because I don't really care about that. Uh, all right. So getting to the elite stuff. Bruce answer. They talk about the Bruce answer on the fleet carrier question. They talk about feedback, various elite discussion, uh, uh, elite dangerous discussion topics, including Dr. Ross, the Galnet player submissions, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Picard spoilers were in the last 10 minutes, so you're safe unless, you know, that. Listen, watch Picard and then watch them. Listen to them. Uh, Elite Dangerous feedback question for this week. Uh, They asked multiple questions, and the only one I'm focused on is dangerous ones. Here we go. What trick question do you want to ask Bruce? All right, here's, here's, here's my suggestions. Ready? Here we go. Quick. So, number one. So, as Ice Planets were originally announced to be launched with we're getting fleet carriers soon. Tell us how cool are the new ice planets? Question mark. Wink. Uh, question number two. Or yeah. Uh, were you surprised how much fleet carriers cost? Question mark. Why do you think this amount is correct? Question mark. Designed to elicit him to tell us what the number is. All right. Number three. How is the progression coming on atmospheric landing? And at what timetable do you think? Do you see being able to accomplish taking us from scoop mining gas giants all the way to full landing on Earth-like world? Question number four. Since the Thargoids have been treading water in a sort of obvious way as you kept delaying fleet carriers, the announcement of their re- that their release was tied to the major development in the Thargoid storyline wasn't a surprise to anyone. But the decision to use fleet carriers as a force projection to take the battle to the Thargoid space in the soon-to-be-unlocked Cole 70 sector seems brilliant. Can you tell us what aspect of this is your favorite? <laughs> Wink. All right. <clears throat> Question number five. Using the procedural generation techniques for terrain on Planet Zoo to create flora like an elite was brilliant. What were the main challenges of adapting the two similar Cobra variants of the Cobra 2 engine to accommodate this in a... Uh, Question number six. How psyched are you to finally be able to talk about the so much anticipated Panther Clipper? And just how did you guys figure out the amazing technique for allowing a crew member to sit at the bridge, keeping the vehicle at station, while the player launches the Type 6 that actually docks into the bottom of the Panther Clipper, fitting seamlessly into a slot that makes it practically unnoticeable while merged? Question mark. So these are all of the questions that I'm putting in there as gag uh, of like what to ask Bruce to trip him up into getting him to tell you stuff. <laughs> These are not questions <laughs> I'm going to use in real life because I'm not that much of a dick, but I'm almost that much of a dick, which is why I sent them to uh, <clears throat> uh, guard freak so that they can have a good. All right. Sepulcher guys put out his Python review, three minute long video. Everybody loves the Python. Go see why he does. All right. There's this scrub. You might not know. I don't know. He's a JN tracks or something. He put out a five hour long distant screws live stream. Uh, it was legit. You can go to this Twitch link, which is awesome and check it out and see the whole thing. And it's hilarious. He made like a soundboard and there's the conversation is great and things are get screwy and it's, it's fun stuff. Also, if you like this JN tracks guy, he does a podcast called The Tone Control, and he has jntracks.com for all of your audio, video, not not the audio <laughs> recording specific, needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Professional sound <laughs> engineer. <clears throat> all right. 
see. Let's talk about this. Uh, well, we already talked about the live stream, but it's, somebody say something awesome about the live stream. Real quick. Um, it was fun. Going deep. Many, many discoveries were made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Lave Radio Podcast. So, two, three, we seek a feat. Um, they talk about the Will Forum post that Galnet and CGs are not dead, just on hiatus. Talk about the Bruce comment. Everyone this week talk about the Bruce comment. It's, it's what we talked about. They talked about a very weird, funny, silly, bad, I don't know, you decide, thing. There was a forum hoax saying that fleet carriers were delayed till December 2020 due to the coronavirus or COVID-19 as people. Uh, which was debunked immediately by Will uh, in, a, in on the forums, but it was for the for the few minutes that it was going around, people were losing their minds because it's kind of official. <clears throat> they talk about the Formula One license announcement. Uh, they talk about that the Thargoids are on pause. Their main discussion was Elite Feet. They compare like, well, what do you want from Elite Feet if it's you know, if it's going that's going to be the thing? And they say like, well, let's compare it and contrast it with. No Man's Sky, uh, Star Citizen, uh, Pulsar, The Last Colony, uh, and more. They talk about all those you know, different things. They, they, they dig into the meat of it. They talk about these yahoos, Hillbilly Banjo Radio, and that they launched their Distant Screws expedition. Uh, they talk about the down-to-earth astronomy, 200 million uh, credits per hour video guy. Uh, and their community question is, what Gal- what Galnet article would you submit? Because they're saying like people are saying like, hey, at least let people do user submitted Galnet articles. Just to be clear, because I, I want to manage expectations here. Frontier never said give us this. This is just the community talking about what would we do if we could do it. Uh, and my answer was <clears throat> uh, with unease about the Thargoids' current random actions and tension mounting in the population that they think Tharg is amassing forces for a major offensive and demanding that core dynamics, dynamics, I said that weird, Lacon Spaceways, Gudamaya et al. get their asses in gear and put into production the prototype capital ships that they've been working on so that as in the days of old when Galcap, Galcop called upon private citizens to defend themselves against the alien threat, we may be fully equipped to aid in all manner of combat and civil engineering activities, as well as being prepared to explore deeper in our need to secure a location of the threat and deal with it. This could be followed by a week or two of responses from them and some quote unquote leaks of production ramp ups, all coordinated to hype the rollout of personal fleet carriers. You can even do commentary from luminaries. You can have Edward Mahan calling for trading ships. You could have Halsey calling for exploration ships to aid in her search for the caretakers of the galaxy. You've got federal president looking for for some combat ships, maybe some engineers like that weirdo McPurphy face, Etienne Dorn asking for some search and rescue ships because he really likes those occupied escape pods. Uh, You could throw in a half a dozen updates easily without rocking any lore boats or treading on over any like overarching storylines in any way, basically do nothing but build hype product that FDev wants us all to be excited for. <clears throat> all right. Immediately following that was Galnet News Digest, 10th of March, 3306. 
Uh, Watherspoon talks about the hot mess in distress due to infrastructure failure at Hutton Orbital. So Alpha Centauri was, uh, had infrastructure failure, and as a result, they couldn't get any mugs. So <clears throat> everyone that, that could get out to, they were calling for people to get out to Hutton Orbital and Albin Prospect to chip in. Uh, the week is over now, so that, that should be 100% done, but we're going to have to see as the tick goes <clears throat> to just make sure if it is not done, get out to Alden Prospect so you don't have to fly all the way out to and turn in so that we can get them out of that. They, he talked about this. Uh, this is just a direct quote. He's talking about uh, David Braben held hostage by the Smalling Dog crew in a sex dungeon. You're going to have to hear that Galnet news to explain that one. I'm not touching that one. Uh, there was a new Eddie Laywise and Sons commercial. Talking about his latest in footwear to stop you from staring at camels. Again, go check out his thing. They talk about he talks about how Senator Wagar docks the assassin Harry Potter and he gives his home address. Uh, the home address for Harry Potter, for those of you looking to uh, get revenge for Salome, is the cupboard under the stairs, Four Orbit Drive, Little Winging, Surrey. Nobody reckon. Okay, that's. Oh yeah, oh we yeah. recognize it. <laughs> All right, and the bathroom update. The Pilots Federation assures plenty of toilet paper. You're just going to have to wait till December 2020 to get more. Um. All right, so check them out. Check that out. Uh, Obsidian Ant 3306 put out. Uh, the 3306 series. F Dev signed a new multi-year gaming deal. Galnet and CG clarification, seven minutes. Uh, FDev signed an F1 management multi-year game deal. Down to Earth Astronomy, 200 million per hour video. The Galnet clarification and the Hawking Gap video, all of which are discussed. Already, so we're going to just gloss over that. <clears throat> all right. On Wednesday, March 11th, Parallel Worlds Volume 7 dropped. Amazing stuff. This is once a month. Go check it out. www.parallelworlds.uk. Um, he talk, they talk about the Attack on Titan Netflix series, which is sort of amazing and interesting. Very, very. The novel, The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin. This is an amazing, I don't know if you guys have read The Left of Darkness, but this is an amazing uh, book <clears throat> that... It, it it was sort of groundbreaking with regard to gender uh, gender studies, gender issues. In that, in this in this novel, this sci-fi novel, there's this guy who's like an ambassador who's sent to this planet, and on this planet, everyone is like they're not male or female. You're a drone, neither male male nor female. And then, like once a month for like a day you go into heat and when you go into heat you will randomly become for that day male or female and it just deals with like the the differences in a society that isn't sort of built around male gender and female gender it's sort of genderless most of the time with the exception of when they have their little ponfar thing and they 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 procreate but it's the whole society is kind of built on a, a different set of structures. And it's, it's really, really interesting stuff. Um, they talk about a game, Disco Elysium. This was a point, 
and click adventure mystery that was put out in 2019 that to my mind, like it sounds so, so interesting. Um, you wake up with amnesia and you're this like alcoholic. You find out that you're like an alcoholic detective and you're trying to solve a mystery. But like, <clears throat> there's so many different things that, that are like sort of groundbreaking and different in, in the systems that control the game to where like you take these points and things and like in some of them, like you take a point in this, but then it also like it makes your character racist or you take a point in that and it makes your character like have like drug addiction. But then you have like abilities that are tied to that that are good and as well as drawbacks. And it's a really, really interesting explanation of this game that like by the end of it the, the guy said like i solved the mystery but to me what was more interesting is that i could get my character like on my third or fourth playthrough i got my character to not be an alcoholic like to get his life in order by the end of it, which was like to me it was like holy shit that's that's on a next level that's some weird stuff man uh let's see they talked about the Kaldavaza, a self-published uh babylon five alike type space station mystery so Fans of Babylon 5, check that uh, novel. They have an in-depth breakdown of Warhammer 40K. They have coppers and cobblestones running an urban campaign. So it's a DM advice. Uh, they talk about cosmic horror. There's a Picard discussion. They review the Legends Untold, which is an RPG box set. So like you do like a tabletop role-playing game, but everything is within the box. So it's for people that are kind of like it new to it and don't want intimidated by standard Dungeons and Dragons where you have 90 books and all that. There's a, a review of a sci-fi movie stole 90 minute sci-fi conversation. So it's a real, it's an intellectual piece. It's not you know, spaceships exploding or whatever. It's more this really crazy, crazy conversation piece. It's like a play where it's just like a small set. And it's just these, Two characters interacting, very surreal. Uh, they talk about live streaming tabletop RPGs. Ty, I think you might be interested in this. They're talking about like the 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 fad that's coming up of people that are like on YouTube and Twitch, etc. They are live streaming different role playing games. They're putting it out as entertainment, and there's so many people finding that deeply, deeply entertaining right now, and they're creating content like that. One of the examples that I did not know about this uh, before, uh, Colo from Hello, It's Colo actually is on a big one over in England <clears throat> that they do, you know, a clear game and they, they stream it out there. They talk about know your community, the fantasy and sci-fi. And they end with an original fiction. There's a short story. It's a 15 minute long story called echoes which is to me it's a it's it's a story of kind of a like a generation ship is super spooky and creepy and weird all of those people that love the generation ships is really dangerous you got to hear this story it will it will unnerve so so all right down to earth astronomy put out uh two videos uh one was the one commander versus eight interceptors, an interview with Maligno. It's a 15-minute long interview where they talk about the full, like, eight-hour-long, seven-and-a-half-hour-long battle that Maligno did where he single-handedly took on 
eight interceptors uh, and sneaks and really, really good interview. Maligno is just a madman and a genius, and he's one of those guys that you want to know in this guy's mind, so you get to hear it. <clears throat> he also put out Deep Space Chatter and Fuel Science Stream, three-hour-long live stream where they talk about just everything. It's real science and interesting stuff, and you should definitely check it out. All right, Galactic Bacon put out two different guides, Elite Mining Guide for Beginners Part 1 and Part 2. They're 19 minutes and 20 long, respectively. This is a very, very good basic guide that, you know, let's get into how do we start this. For all of your people that have questions from the very, very beginning, they're just starting with the game, take a look at these guides, man. So Avasa CU from the AXI put out Alliance Chieftain, the AXI perspective, a seven-minute talks about beauty and wonder that is the Alliance Chief. It's handled properly, decked out properly. <clears throat> Exegius Tutorial Wednesday, Gathering Materials in Colonia. Good stuff. Go check that out. And Sepulcher Geist put out the Crate Mark II Review. Great video. Awesome stuff. The only thing that I would nitpick on that is he's hey, it's ship that's not named after a snake and the crate is actually a very very famous snake in india big deal i think it's actually supposed to be pronounced crite uh is a uh, the most i think one of the most deadly snakes as far as like actual how many times they bite people like that's one of them. it's not that it's the most poisonous it's the most risky it gets in this problem all right which brings us to today the thursday record Recording day, March 12th. Commander Burr put out the Thursday Breck Burr's Club. Go check that out. In this stream, he goes to the Dry Out Awesomes and see the coolest. I mean, it's it's a toss-up. There's two state, there's two systems that could put in a legitimate claim for this most uh, interesting systems in the galaxy. That is definitely I'm not gonna be too far from it when I do this expedition. So I'm uh, <clears throat> Commander Gogath put out a video. Elite Dangerous, Griefing, Yay or Nay. Very, very cool little video. He just talks about like his thoughts about all of it. And he, well, here's the thing about it. I'm not a griefer. I don't like griefing. Uh, but you know, I like the spice that it adds to the galaxy a little bit. Uh, although I feel like sometimes griefers are the first one to complain that when somebody combat logs on them or does something then they're like oh that's not fair and kind of like well is it really fair with you and your five friends killing one asp that was set up for exploration it's an interesting conversation i'm not i'm not uh i'm not sort of co-signing on any particular ideas per se but it's interesting we'll take a look and see how you feel right in tell us <clears throat> Isaac Arthur. Uh, Isaac Arthur is a very, very cool uh, futurist and scientist. Uh, he a series of videos. These are not elite dangerous per se, but they are science-based and they're super, super interesting. This is a 32-minute long video called 
industrial belts in space, how would regions of space industrially develop over time? Uh, go check that out on YouTube. Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R. This basically is talking about like the expanse and talking about like, hey, how are we going to build a moon uh, uh, based on the moon? How are we going to build something on Mars? And how, what are we going to do going out there and like, developing these asteroid belts and doing these different things over time to sort of start taking our baby steps out into the solar system and on. Uh, this guy, super, super, super interesting. He's got a little bit of a speech impediment and he addresses it in his videos. If you, if for some people they might not like, they might bounce off of it and I can't listen to that in which case, okay, it's not for you. But to me, this guy puts out some of the best stuff, super, super interesting real hard science and futuristic stuff. All right. And then that brings us to today's Frontier Development live stream. The featured commander, in this case, this is the uh, Elite Dangerous uh, Virtual Reality uh, Attack Settlements video. <clears throat> in it, uh, Steven is running the chat and Bruce is playing uh, in VR, driving the SRV. They, they switched uh, places after last week for some reason. Idea why uh, abandoned? They talk about the they visit the abandoned settlement of the Far God Cult. Um, <clears throat> they talk about the fact that there's nothing new in fleet carriers. The December 20 paid update, Galnet CG's IIs will announce it when there's something new. People every three, 30 seconds, hey, it's about fleet carriers. They'll tell you, they'll tell you when it's time. Um, they talk about Will is on the March 19th Thursday stream. That should not be assumed to be a fleet carrier announcement. Later, he said flat out, they do not intend to announce fleet carriers on March 19th. If something changes, they will tell us before. That's an exact quote. What's going on there? I don't know. As they have started uh, calling, somebody asked them, hey, you guys, used to call it the 20 December 2020 paid update and now you call it the new era. Does that mean that it's no longer coming in December 2020 and it's being pushed? He answered emphatically, "No, it is still coming in 2020. It's just they're calling it the new era cuz that's their marketing title, that's their thing that they're calling it, that's the name of it." So, we were calling it previously the December 2020 paid update because they said there would be a paid update uh in the of this of uh, uh, 2020. So we gave it that name. They never gave it that name. They called it the new era, but it is not moved. It, they are committed that it is coming out in 2020, which that actually is kind of news because people have previously been saying like, hey, I'm going to get pushed back. Uh, then there was the questions, have fleet carriers been pushed back uh, and now are they coming with the new era? He said emphatically, no. Fleet carriers will come before the new era. So everyone just, just know it's coming soon. Relax and just let it happen as it happens. And lastly, Stephen announced that his, uh, Stephen announced uh, the one announcement he could make live on the air, an exclusive, that he is uh, coming in to do an interview with us. Uh, not this Saturday. This Saturday, we have two guests lined up. Uh, I'm going to leave it to Ty whether or not he makes any of those. But Stephen will be in next Saturday. So that's the 21st. Uh, right. 
Thargoid Report, there's nothing to report. We'll let you know when things change. And I'm done. Yeah, just kind of give you guys an idea. I am not ready to announce uh, who are we are recording Saturday, but I'm very excited about both of them. And I'm excited about the following week. And then I got a wedding to go to on the 28th. So it should be for a busy next few weeks. Um, well, I'm excited about one, but I'm not going to which one. <gasps> Drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see I'm excited here. about both. I'm just playing. Let's see here. Um, I think that's going to tidy it up for the for the end of the show, I, I, this is what I'll say. Like I've had a lot of people ask me recently about do we do I think FDev is going to push back the release? No, I don't. Of the uh, the twenty twenty paid update or the new era, whatever the hell they're calling it. The reason why I, I say that is because this is a make or break deal for them. Right now, they are they are kind of on the ropes because of a few bad patches mixed with the fact that. Uh, they've gotten some kind of, uh, I don't want to say bad press, but they've gotten a little bit of bad press regarding the bad pat or the, uh, the bad patches. And then you couple in the fact that they've gone silent. They have a frontier has gone silent about what they're working on. I mean, we know, we know a couple of things, but that's really it. The rest of it is us just making educated guesses about it. And I don't know how educated you can really be about it. Um, right. <laughs> So um, that that December update that is a make or break date for them as a I don't want to say as a company but as an IP it certainly is a make or break deal because um, if they don't make that date for whatever reason uh, it's it's they're going to be in bad shape from the elite dangerous side of things uh, business wise. But and what what what, what sure. you've indicated you feel is going to happen. Make that date, and what Steven said very clearly and unambiguously, repeatedly today is December. Is, is New Era going to get pushed? No, it's coming in 2020. Is Fleet Carriers going to get pushed? No, it's coming before that. Like, yeah. And here's the thing I, I'm a big believer. I think they have their dates set right now. I think they have target dates set. I think they have enough uh, fluctuations they can factor in some things now. Here's the thing with that, too, and I hate to even kind of bring this up because it's been news and I feel like people are freaking out everywhere. There's a very good chance. Uh, I just I just now learned, and apparently it happened a few days ago, and I, I did not know this, but uh, uh, Formula One canceled their first race of the year over this stuff, over the, the coronavirus oh, wow. stuff. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. And I would think that a Formula One car could outrun the coronavirus, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, no, in all, in all seriousness, apparently one of their drivers actually, and I can't remember which one, actually tested positive for it. So they canceled the entire thing. Um, that's that's unfortunate. I'm not sure what that means for the rest of their season. I don't know if they're going to cancel the rest of the season or they just did this one race. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they can just swap out a driver. Um, in Formula One, drivers are a very key. I mean, the car is a key component, but the, the drivers are a very, very key component. You can... You have two cars that are set up perfectly and exactly the way they're supposed to, and the driver really makes a difference on, on how he does things. Yeah, but also the way the the whole isolation, with all that's supposed to work, is it still wouldn't work because that driver's already come into contact with other crew members. So you have to swap out mm-hmm. the crew. It's and then the, the people they came in contact, one crew might be that they pit next to no, another yeah, crew. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a mess. 
Yeah, it, it's, I mean, there's, there's no way that they can I, – I get that they got to go in isolation, but I did not expect this to happen to them. And there's a very real possibility that uh, something like this could happen in, uh, in Frontier's neck of the woods that pushes everything back. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I hope it doesn't. I, hope, I really hope it doesn't because while I'm having to batten down and – you know, load of the bunker for, you know, our uh, uh, social collapse. I need to, uh, you know, I'm from the <laughs> South, so I have a I have a bunker. <laughs> but from our social collapse, I, I need to be able to play Elite Dangerous. So, you know. Make sure the internet works out there. Oh, I have backups for that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the 2020 update is a make or break. Uh, date for them. I think they have a hard date set. I think they will hit that hard date uh, without a doubt. I think that short of something uh, drastic happening, um, I think that they, I think that, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to make it. So, but I think that's going to do it for the show. Um, You can get, um, you can get all this information at loosecrewsed.com. You can find us at the Twitter at loosecrewsed. You can find me. I'm at Tyrvol, T-Y-R-V-O-L. You can find Kai at K-A-I-19103. Tracks, you don't have a Twitter, do you? I can never remember. I do not use it. It exists. Yeah. You can find it if you look, um, <laughs> but I do well, not use it, so... Well, you can always get a hold of Tracks at uh, jntracks.com or on his yeah. uh, Twitch. I think it's twitch.com or twitch.tv slash jntracks. Jntracks, yep. Yep, yep. Um, and for email, you can, well, you can reach us on Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash loose screws podcast. But if you want to email, you can also send to loose screws questions at gmail. Yep. And our YouTube page is. Uh, go to youtube.com and search for loose cruise ED because we still have we don't have enough people to have them yeah. create, we, we don't have 5,000 followers URL. or something yeah but you can also get us so you can get us through YouTube look for get it uh, pass through loose cruise and that'll get yeah. you right there too yep but for me for Kai for, for tracks I think that's going to do it um, Kai do your sign out Everybody, be excellent to each other. And uh, hey, this week, don't fly without a rebuy. Last thing I'll say is this. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. I encourage everybody to watch out for each other and help each other. And don't take advantage of, of any uh, bad situations. Uh, be good to each other. So, Yeah. And if you're all being good, once everyone's good and healthy, then get loose and screwy. <laughs> And in the meantime, just like wash your hand. Wash your hand. Wash your damn hands, dude. All right. From the Hillbilly Radio Broadcast Show, this was Ty, Uncle Bubba Worsham, signing off. I'll have a good night. Wash your donkeys. Oh my God, we're done. Donkey dogs. 